fact, mm-hmm. when I saw the ship, I cried. Yeah. I, <laughs> it was the one ship I recognized when, she, when they're going through it. I was so proud of myself, having right. not seen Trek in forever. I was like, it's, that's Voyager. Yeah. I recognize that ship. <laughs> it would, that, I mean, that, that scene was, was, that was pretty great. Like seeing all of those ships. And I yeah. love that, you know, you get the defiant, you get the enterprise a, you get, you know, you're seeing all of these really, pardon me, uh, iconic ships. And then, and then, you know, there's almost this idea. It's like, are they, you know, are they going to take the, the bounty? Like, is that what this is for? Are they going to take the HMS bounty? And, and, and that's, you know, the, the Klingon bird of prey is going to be their ship for the rest of the series. But I love, I actually love that we still get the Titan that they just, you know, hijack the cloaking device instead, which I thought was brilliant. So yeah. I just, uh, I, I need Deanna Troy to show up like now, like I know she's thinking yeah. of that episode. I'm like, give me what I need. I need them to get through their trauma. Thank you. I know. I absolutely. She's amazing. I met her a couple of years ago and just oh. what a, so like, just she is who she is. You know what I mean? Like there's no, like there's, there's no pretense. There's no veneer, like having, you know, having met other, you know, actors at times, even from Star Trek, like there's, there's a little bit of like a, a barrier, you know what I mean? It's sure, like, sure, yeah. I, I am, I am, you know, I'm here to fulfill my job and, you know, and sign autographs or whatever, or, or, you know, give, do a panel and whatnot. But, but with her in particular, it was just sort of like, no, Marina is Marina. And like, that is just, oh, she cannot nice be anyone know. else, you yeah. know? And it was cool too, because she was talking a lot about acting, like, breaking into the business and as a craft. And you could tell that there were younger people in the audience who were interested in acting or, you know, pursuing acting because it was, a, it was, you know, a Chicago heavy crowd and a lot of, you know, theater folks and stuff. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was a really cool conversation. I just saw a TikTok a couple hours ago, of her at some convention and someone in the crowd asked like, like a generic question, like, you know, how fun was it to work with Jonathan Frakes? And she just loses her shit on him. Like, like basically what a fucking stupid question is that? (laughs) What am I, what do you think I'm going to stand up here and say? And the thing is like, there's no humor to it. There's no joke. Like she just loses her shit. I mean, they must, they must be really, I mean, they're, I know they're all really close. Like, uh, uh, Misha, Mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, my God, now I get to think of, uh, Jordy's, uh, LeVar Burton, uh, Misha Burton, Burton, um, was saying that she, she didn't watch track at the beginning because it was weird for her to see like people who she considers her aunt and her uncles playing other characters. And she's like, her friends, her nerd friends had to sit her down and be like, you need to watch this. And she's like, it's weird. I can't. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) I was like, uh, that's fair. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's incredible what they've been able to accomplish, I think, in the way one of the things that I love is the way they've kind of gotten the band back together has felt very natural, has felt like it's had this this progression, which makes a lot of sense. It doesn't feel forced. It's like what you were saying. It doesn't. Is that, you know, we're getting we're getting serviced without, you know, being serviced in a way. You know what I mean? Like, it's like we're glad to get that fan. The whole sort of conceit of like the only way to know this person is real is to share your trauma is a great way to then like have these like really amazing conversations that you been wanting to have for years or, yeah. or even just the show. Like I I'm excited to see Will and, uh, and Deanna have a conversation about their son. Yeah. Right. Like it's the, the way that it's been set up. You're absolutely right. The way that it's been set up since the very first episode, um, to, to see the way that that theme is being you know, played out and to see the, the way the characters are interacting has been incredible. And the, you know, the moments between Roe and Picard are some of my favorite moments, like of oh, Trek, like ever, again, ever. And, and I, and again, someone who did not necessarily remember that storyline at all, figured everything out, 
was emotionally connected, sobbed through it. Like there was nothing that I didn't understand. Yeah. Which is why I have an issue with the idea of you can't show the past because if you make it make sense in the context of the show, people are not going to be lost. Right. No worries. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Fate's Wide Wheel. We are not a Star Trek podcast. We are not. (laughs) We are joined by our very special guest host, uh, Lauren Milberger. Lauren, thank you so much for coming back. Oh, pleasure. Oh, it's so great to be back. Uh, Dennis, how you doing? I'm 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 ready to dive in here. I'm oh, I'm waiting to see how I I hit up against you. I got notes. All right. Well, look, I'm going to be completely honest before we even get into our, our normal sort of thank yous and, and, and little opening spiel before we hit the episode proper. Uh, I don't have any notes. I've only seen the episode once. Uh, we closed on our house on Thursday. Hooray. And uh, there's there's a lot of work ahead of us. It was not necessarily the most well taken care of place, but it's big and beautiful and everything that we wanted and now begins kind of the hard work of, of turning into exactly what we want. Um, so I was over at the house for like 12 hours yesterday doing a bunch of assorted stuff. And, uh, I was there this morning and then I came back here to record our interview with Piper Cruz who edited the episode, uh, the finale episode judgment day, as well as five other episodes throughout the course of the season. So you'll get to hear that interview. Um, and now we are all met here to do this. Uh, as such, uh, I am really interested, uh, because I, I think we're going to have differing perspectives on the episode. I'm really interested in hearing what the both of you have to say, uh, and, and, and responding as needed. Um, because that's where my head is, 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 is at. <laughs> um, but I'm really excited about talking about the episode. Um, in some ways, and I've alluded to this before, it's the episode that I knew the least amount about going into it. You know, a couple of the episodes along the way, I'd had, I'd had the opportunity to see a script or to see some pages here or there or whatever. But this is, is one that I just did not know anything about. And uh, it, was, uh, it was a hell of a ride. So we'll get we'll get there in a second. Uh, Dennis, do you, should we thank some people? Let's thank some people. and Let's uh, dive in here. We want to thank our patrons. Owl's Place, Sleep Fan Site, Bourbon and Board Games, Carolyn, Cosplay Dad, Joanne Bartlett, Dana Bias, Rich Bork, new patron, Chris, a.k.a. Brackmang. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, Kevin, Kevin Butcher, Carol Davis, Dan Tuhig, Dex Lower, Dermot Devlin, Barry Donovan, Brian Dreadful, Troy Ebers, Larry Ganey, Jason Geis, Kelly M., Michelle Hoffman, Amy Holtkamp, Lori Johnson, Bess A. Corey, Lady Eternal, Rob Dunn, Oddly Specific with Audra, Christopher Redman, Adrian Sal, Karen Saxon, Jerry Seward, Mike Stouffer, Heather Strabiak, Damon Sugamelli, Larry Trujillo, Stuart Williams, Joe Wilson, our anonymous donors, and as always, a special shout out to Jessica Conger and Betsy Freimeyer, our spouses who provide child care while we are recording the show. Speaking of, you might hear mine right outside the office. They're playing down here in the basement today. Betsy asked me if it was okay, and I'm like, yeah, if they get a little, I mean, like Riverside is really great at canceling out like extraneous noise. Uh, but also, if they do make noise, it, it's just part of our brand here at Fate Wide Wheel. So that's, so that's our that's our thing. Uh, if you want to become our patron, there's information in our show notes, and I'll be brief on that today because I have a feeling uh, this is going to be a longer conversation. So yeah, we'll just 
Let's, we'll just keep it brief. We'll just keep it yeah. brief today. Uh, in the spirit of keeping it brief, though, I do have a couple of things that I want to mention real quick. As always, thank you all so, so, so very much for your support, whether you are able to support us financially or not. Uh, just the fact that you're hitting that download button, listening or watching on YouTube is so greatly appreciated. Uh, we're grateful for you all. We're grateful for the conversations that we've gotten to have over the course of these 18 episodes uh, since the, the season started, the series began, restarted, revived, however you want to put it. Um, it's been incredible, amazing, and we cannot, uh, cannot express to you uh, just how much we appreciate it and how enthusiastic we are about the conversations that have been surrounding the show and the fandom in general. Um, the opportunity, of course, for the cast and, and Dean and Deborah to be uh, at WonderCon um, um, and, and, and just you know bring the, the show even to a, a wider sort of public audience and, and get out there and start doing those sorts of things, I think, is essential um, because there is no doubt in my mind that, that, that what has happened over the course of the season is that that fandom has continued to grow and, and, and become more enthusiastic and become more positive because that's what I'm seeing, especially over these past like three weeks the the conversations that are happening the way the conversations are happening it's building into something that you know that it should be especially when it comes to genre television and i'm grateful for that um as always, make sure you're helping out in your communities, doing what you can to the world at large, uh, so that we can put uh, some some wrongs right. Um, we are we're always grateful for uh, so much of the wonderful support that we get. But there's of course a lot of stuff out there uh, that we should all be trying to do our part with. Um, and also on a very personal note, uh, I just want to thank everyone for the love and support and 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 just comfort and 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 the warm embrace that I felt in my journey in, in coming out both on the podcast and via our Twitter account. Um, it was something that was very important to me. It felt like it was time to do it. And, um, you know, it's something obviously that, that, that I've known for a long time, uh, but not everyone else did. And, and, and the reaction has just been so kind. And uh, I feel that embrace so much. So thank you all uh, so, so, so much for that um, and making me feel safe and making me feel welcome. Um, it's, uh, it's pretty great. So uh, thank you for that. Um, and on that note... I suppose we should get to Judgment Day. Let's 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 do some Judgment Day. All right. So here here are the synopsis. Uh, this episode, written by Margarita Williams, directed by Chris Grismer. Ben's next leap takes him closer to home than he ever expected. The team faces the ultimate showdown with Leaper X as they battle for the future of the Quantumly Project and their lives. Lauren, you're you you are our guest. If you want to do uh, your non spoiler thoughts first, quick interjection, Margarita sure. Matthews. Not Williams. You know, thank you for that correction. <laughs> I, I, I don't didn't know even why. catch I'm, that. I'm, I'm looking at it here, right here on screen, and, and, and I, my eyes read Matthews, my mouth said Williams. Thank you for that correction. Anyway, <laughs> no worries. No we're not going to be editing that I just got all excited. I got excited as some written some of my favorite episodes, and I just went, yeah, and didn't even hear the last name. <laughs> yeah, right. Credit yeah. where it's due, because Marguerite is awesome. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so as mentioned, uh, Margarita has written some of my favorite episodes of the season, so I was very excited about this. Um, it's hard to talk about this without spoiling it, though. Um, but I would say I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed what I would sort of consider one-upping as opposed to just sort of twists, right? Like, there were twists, but I like the fact that it was sort of piled on to the, 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 the stakes of it, right? That it felt like, Oh no, well, it's okay, but what could be worse? Well, this is happening. Oh yeah, well, what about this? Well, it's this person. Um, and again, try not to be a spoiler about it. And I, I appreciated that. They didn't necessarily feel like twists. They felt like, oh, this is just upping the stakes and adding to the plot. 
including some fan service that we got, which was important to the plot as well. It wasn't just mentioned for the sake of being mentioned. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really appreciated that. I am a huge fan of closure. So it was nice to get closure on this storyline. I would say I, which I always hate to give as a criticism. I do wish that had been a two parter. Um, But I understand behind the scenes wise, a lot of times that's not a choice. Um, so I guess the answer is, I wish that we had more, <laughs> uh, <laughs> just like, you know, more ice cream, please. Um, <laughs> so, but again, like this is going to be the part where I can't talk as much. Cause I feel like most of my thoughts are spoilers because it's so ingrained into the plot because it's everything sure. coming together, literally and figuratively the whole season coming together. Yeah. Go ahead, Sam. Uh, first of all, I think that's a really wonderful way to articulate it because I agree with, with what you're saying about, um, the, the twists, not necessarily being twists, not in the same way that the previous few episodes have had some really wonderful twists that have kind of subverted. I think the expectations of the viewer have subverted the expectations, even of maybe, you know, of, 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 of just the story in general. Right. And the, and, and the twists in this episode, they don't do that quite as much like this episode does not kind of do things to say, Oh, you thought we were going here, but we're actually going here. And, and I really appreciated that in a way because it, it, it played almost as, as wild as the episode gets on occasion, it played fairly straightforward too, which I think was, uh, it was, was one of its strengths, especially in having to do so much of that work of wrapping things up and providing closure to, to, you know, our, our overarching storyline. Um, I really enjoyed it. I, I thought that the performances were just fantastic. You know, I thought yeah. Ray and Caitlin were amazing. I thought Mason, I mean, some of the stuff that they do in this episode is is just superb and uh, and and really almost goes um, it, it, it it feels again can't talk about it too much right without getting spoilery uh, but it feels like their performance in it really does feel like a perfect capstone to so much of the groundwork that's been laid prior to this not just for them but for the story in general. And, yeah. and I think it pays off even what some of Shakina mentioned when she was on the show about knowing that it was always going to be Ian, you know, that Ian was always the one that was going to go back and be the one that told Ben and be, you know, and so I think that it really pays off um, in, in some wonderful ways. And and I felt like emotionally the stuff that Ian gets and the stuff that, that, that Ben and, and Addison get emotionally, Again, just superb and, 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 and I really, really, really enjoyed it. I think that, uh, it is an episode, unlike maybe some of the others throughout the season where I felt like some of the criticism I I had to scratch my head at because I didn't understand, um, uh, or didn't occur to me. Um, I feel like with this episode, it will be easier for me to understand perhaps where some of the criticisms come from. And the reason why is I think that when, even if I don't hold those same criticisms, I think when you build to something and when you, and when you, you, you kind of, you finish it off, it is going to be impossible to please everyone. Oh, absolutely. And so I think that it's going to go up against those expectations. So I'm very, very interested to see what the response is going to be like at large and continuing the conversation, Same. especially over the next like couple of weeks as we continue to talk about, you know, the season and, 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 and this episode in particular. 
Yeah, yeah, I think if I may add quick before yeah. Dennis, you mm-hmm. get, uh, just before I forget, um, I think that's a really good uh, um, sort of little checkpoint or asterisk there, because I think the hardest thing for people to do, particularly in, in this day and age, in this culture, in the way that we consume media online, um, and I don't just mean like streaming, but I mean like the way we talk about it and the way that uh, we read about it and we ingest it differently. It's just sort of par, par for the course yeah. that I think it's very hard for people to not put aside their expectations. That yep. even if what was executed was good, I think that for some people it's very hard to go, but I thought they were going to do this. Mm-hmm. And, and as we talk, I'd love to talk about where I thought it was going to go, right? But, and maybe this is just me as an artist. I have to, and I, but listen, I have to do it too. I have to remind myself. I think it is unfair to say, well, I thought it was going to go here because it, you're not the one running the, sh- the story and you're not the one running the show. And if the way that they executed it was well executed, Maybe I'm disappointed that it didn't go that way, but that's, un- I feel, unfair uh, for me to put on the show because that's not the story that they were telling. Yeah, I Does completely agree with yeah. that. No, I agree with everything you just said. Yeah. Let me bring some of those criticisms. No. I'm getting a reputation here. It fades right well. No. So- Bad cock, good cock. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sam, the last couple of weeks, you have been uh, calling this the end game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you made some comments on the podcast and on Twitter, and uh, it's apropos because I have a lot of thoughts about this episode, as I did about Marvel's uh, Avengers Endgame, in that there are lovely character moments throughout the episode, like where this episode really shines and succeeds are in the character moments and where we're not like all wrapped up like in, in the plot of the episode, but just seeing this, this cast work together. Um, I was thinking earlier today, you know, there are some cast like ensembles or just like duos on TV shows where you, you just want to see them continue to work together. Like not even yeah. in particular on yeah. this show. Totally. Uh, I felt, I felt very much the same. Um, when they, when Netflix canceled Santa Clarita diet, mm. um, I was disappointed, not because, because I was kind of like wrapped up with like with that story and that show, but I just wanted to see Timothy Ophelian. How do you say his last name? Oliphant. Uh, Oliphant. I'm I'm not I'm not great with the last name. Sorry, Margarita. Yeah, with (laughs) I just wanted to see Timothy Oliphant and Drew Barrymore go on to another series and just bounce off of each other. Because in the end, I realized that that's what I love most about Santa Clarita Diet. I feel very much the same about about this show, just like the ensemble, the way they work together. Mwah, lovely. but also like Endgame, I'm going to call this episode the same thing I called Endgame after I saw it for the first time in theaters, Hot Mess Time Machine. The, pl- um, the plot of this episode and by extension, the plot of the season, to, to use the phrase that you asked me to use a few weeks ago, Sam, we were talking about family style. It did not work for me. <laughs> oh, now I want to hear why, but that's yeah. spoilery. So we're, we should we're, go we're, into we're, that. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get into the spoiler, and, and just uh, and basically, like you know, they talk about like you know, Sam, like you can see like the criticisms, and Lori was saying like you know, when you're building to something, like there's always audience expectations that you're not going to be able to meet. Um, I, I feel like the last few weeks there's been kind of this thing of like th- this idea of like, well, if you're focused too much on the plot you're not really focused on the characters and you're missing the point because the show is really about the characters. And 
to compare to the original series, like why Sam leaped into the accelerator was not an important part of the plot. Mm-hmm. They did not even address it until halfway through the second season. And even then it was in the saga cell. And even then it got dropped out of the saga cell eventually. Mm-hmm. This season, the entire story is about why Ben stepped into the accelerator. Right. And, and I realized there are so many factors that play in this. And like Lauren, you mentioned the biggest thing is that I don't think anybody involved in this, aside from the people making the schedule at NBC, how that goes, nobody was excited that they had to wrap the story up in an hour and not in a two-parter. Oh yeah. No, I'm sure. But you know that, so like, I'm not lobbying like any like specific criticisms towards like, like writers, producers, or, uh, or even NBC. Like when you're like, when they give notes on particular episodes, but I, I feel like they wrote themselves into a place of, um, the story had to be serialized. Mm-hmm. Garrow felt the need to introduce another leaper as early as possible. Cause he felt like he needed that for audience engagement. Um, and just some, I, I didn't even know until a couple of weeks ago, Lauren, when you said it, that the network was the ones who were insisted that leaper and hologram be a couple. Yeah. And, and I, I don't remember where I, I read that. So I hope I'm mm-hmm. right. But I, rem- mm-hmm. I, I do, when we were talking about it, distinctly remember reading that, so that that was a network note. Mm-hmm. But also, real quickly, you know, if you go back to the original series, the evil Leaper was also a network note. Right. Oh, yeah. Because they yeah. wanted an antagonist. And so, yeah. like, I wonder, it's so I don't want to sure. speculate, right? Because we don't know what's going on. But, like, uh, I can get why someone would think that that that, uh, that uh, an antagonist and having a Leaper X would, um, would create... Um, a conflict that would bring an audience in. I, well, you, you can, I don't want to interrupt your, your, your thing. For the thing sure. Yeah. Um, go ahead. No, 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 you're fine. So, so anyway, like overall, like without giving like spoiler thoughts. So my, uh, I feel like why this did not work for me is like, I feel they broke a promise and what the ultimate end game was going to be. Um, I had another thought and then I lost it. <laughs> um, well, let me throw this out there real quick sure. that I didn't mention yeah. earlier. Maybe you can get mm-hmm. back on your train of thought is that I, I just wanted to talk real quick about how visually arresting this episode was. I felt like it was so it, like visually, it just appealed to, to my senses. And, and there are a number of moments that we'll talk about in the spoilers, but, but I think that that's worth noting, even non-spoilery kind of upfront, like just visually, it feels like such a feast um, in that big epic sci-fi kind of way. Um, but yeah, but I, I, I definitely want to hear about the broken promise and, 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 yeah. and, you know, for you to be more explicit about that. Um, do you have your thought back? Did your thought come back into your brain? I do not have that thought back. That's all right. Let's get into the episode and I'm sure we'll come back. <laughs> We're going to get into it. Let me add back. on to that yeah. because I think, sure. I think I have a little bit of a, a parallel conversation to what you're talking about, you know, mm-hmm. and I, uh, and I, I find it fascinating and I think it's interesting and, and duly noted to say a broken promise, right? Because I think in my head, I sometimes don't know if that so-called broken promise is something that I interpreted for myself that wasn't what the story was, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a larger example. At the beginning of the season, and I forget who it was, but one of the producers said that the season was all about the Calavicis, which, of course, I got very excited about. I would say that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Did that Was that something that changed, right? 
did they not have time for it? Did it, did based on renewal, based on just stories in the room when you're breaking stories, sometimes it changes. Sometimes it's just how the actors interact with each other and you come up with new ideas and it doesn't become about that. But that was my expectation, right? Mm -hmm. So that might be my broken promise, but it's not what the story ended up being, but it was what I sort of had expected it to be and came up with all these scenarios that we can talk about based on things mm -hmm. that I thought I was seeing based on, um, the original series where I thought that it might go. Sure. But now I, that I see, you know, that I can step back and I can see the whole thing. That's not what the story was at all. I don't, I would not say the season was about the Calavicis at all. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so, so that's why I'm curious, like what your broken promise is, because is it, is it, is it that it wasn't what you expected or their actual like plot holes I'd love to hear that you think weren't taken up on. For sure. Well, can we get in the spoiler territory? And then we'll Yes, just... I'm sorry. I thought we were. Oh, good. No, 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 no. You're fine. You're fine. We, you know, it's kind of like whose line is it every way? The, like the categories whose are made up. Whose line is it every way? Whose line is that. it every way? <laughs> and you know what? We're recording on a Sunday afternoon too. And I'm not even drinking alcohol, but the, anyway. <laughs> oh, but you got a really cool um, mug. Yes, yeah. We should Avail shill our uh, we should shill our stuff more often on the yes, show. Yes, <laughs> available, available on our T Public. Anyway, um, well, you know, you could send me something, and I could just like slowly. Keep ooh, there, the there, frame. yeah, yeah. I just, nice. you know. For me, I feel like it was very heavily said early on that Ben's final mission was in the future. That he was these these leaps were a springboard to mm -hmm. get him into the future, which is eventually what he did. Yes. I feel like it was a cheat to throw him into the future only for a few minutes to get yanked back into the past. And for the first half of the episode, for the episode to be what the producers explicitly told us it wasn't, which was an Addison in Peril story. Oh, that's right. They did tell you that, didn't they? I forgot about that. And that's and because to me, it seems like for Ben to leap and if for, for Ben to leap into the future. And that was the only way that he could do what needed to be done. I feel like flinging himself into the future just to get a bit of code from Ian and then to be sucked back into the past. Like I said, I feel like they 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 did explicitly what they said that they would not do. That's fair. Like that, I, like that's not how I yeah. feel, but like, that's generally fair. Yeah. And um, so broadly, not to interrupt, but just finish my thought. Sorry. Yeah, no, if, please. I, yeah. if I don't finish my thought, you know, no, same. That's why I was go. like, yeah, 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 yeah. Please. <laughs> ADHD here. Yeah. Neurodivergent. Same. Anyway, yeah. So yeah. Um, throughout this conversation, I want you to, to keep me honest and keep me in check here. I do not want to go down the path of this is what I would have done. This is what I want to see. Mm -hmm. I want to keep the conversation of these are things that they these are things that they built up over the season and that they either explicitly or implicitly promised and that they didn't deliver on. Okay. Can, um, can I also say that sure. don't you think though that there is a difference between within the context of a show, what Ian is guessing is going to happen in the future, so to speak, right? What Ben's mission is, because Ben doesn't remember. Janice won't tell us. Plus, we found out Janice didn't actually know, which was a big surprise to me, right? Mm -hmm. 
couldn't you say that it's not that it, the promise was wrong? I don't want to say that because you're, again, your thoughts are valid. I don't want it to sound mm-hmm. like I'm trying to convince you against oh, no, no, sure, your yeah. thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But couldn't you say that there is a difference between trying to, the people in HQ and particularly Ian trying to guess what Ben is doing and just being wrong? They, I mean, they were pretty close, yes. right? Mm-hmm. I would also say as a caveat from a production point of view, Anytime you go into the future, it's really hard to watch in retrospect. Nowhere to now, run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I would say all of the clothes in the future in, in Quantum Leap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, which I think I mentioned on the show when I was a kid, I thought was so far away. And now I look back and I was like, it was eight years? Mm-hmm. Which, of course, for a kid, eight years is like a lifetime. Yeah. But sure. not, not even mm-hmm. ten. <laughs> um, but I digress. So... So I do wonder if, I don't know, this is just my point of view, is I think that anytime, it's just like watching Back to the Future uh, 2, right, with a child mm-hmm. who has never seen it and goes, but 2015's in the past. We don't have flying cars. Mm-hmm. What is it? Like, it, it just, it's, it dates it all of a sudden. It makes it seem not realistic. It makes it seem far-fetched. I mean, and obviously, like, we only have, you know, they don't go out into the world. That that future changes. We don't see a lot of it. So that also helps, sure. too. But mm-hmm. I do wonder if it's, it's there's, there's a tricky, in time travel, it's always tricky to see the future because it's going to be at some point not the future anymore and be wrong. For sure. I wasn't, th- and I totally get that, like, from a production standpoint. Yeah. But, like, I'm thinking of it from a story perspective of, like, sure. whatever Ben needed to fix, it had to happen in the future because other things had to happen before that. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't change any of that. So that's why he had to go to the future because it was the last-ditch effort. And to me, what doesn't work is that Ben in 2022, for him to accomplish this mission, he has to leap into the future, get a bit of code of Ian, and then leap back into the past. So, <laughs> like, you know, so we, this is yeah, not at all go, where I expected things to go, uh, sure. especially right off the bat. Because for me, not only does it completely work, it completely makes sense within the context of the show that 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 they have set out to create. Because... I, while it was fun to think about the notion of Ben going to the future to stop whatever was going to happen, to me, that all got erased as soon as we saw the leap out at the end of um, The Friendly Skies, which I continually called Fly the Friendly Skies last week and was completely wrong every time. Uh, The Friendly Skies, uh, because as soon as we saw the circumstances being the way that they were, it was clear that there was nothing that Ben could do in the future that was going to change things for the better, that he had to go to the past to do that. And the more I started thinking about it within the context of the episode, again, it makes complete sense. It's like, yeah, of course, like him going to the future is essential to the success of all of this. However, him going to the past is what counts, right? The idea being that we can't, you know, in our lives, we get the opportunity to make changes every day, like in the present, right? But the idea that we would go into the future to change something for the better really doesn't make sense. Like the only way that we would actually be able to have that ability is if we could either go into the past or we make the choice to do it in the present. And so I think even, you know, like thematically speaking from that idea, it's like Ben had to go to the past in order to save the day. 
And I think that furthermore, once you realize that the opposition that he's facing, it's not just that Martinez is going back to kill Addison. It's that Martinez is going back to basically destroy the project completely. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. so I think that the, that the, that the death of Addison is the, the thing that compels Ben to make his choice, right? Because it's one thing for Ian to go back and say, Ben, Ben, you have to understand Martinez is going to destroy the project. Like, yeah, I'm sure Ben would be like, well, that sucks. We should probably do something about that. But as soon as Ian says he's going to kill Addison, like, yeah, of course, Ben's going to hop in that accelerator and take care of business. So I think for me, like it does, it, it, it does make sense. It's interesting because I get where you're coming from. And the one thing that I absolutely agree with is the, the notion that, yes, it has been stated multiple times, even on this podcast by people who work on this show, that this was not just, you know, Addison in peril, that Ben is going to save the damsel in distress. To be fair, I never felt like she was a damsel in distress because Addison had plenty of agency. However, mm-hmm. I can absolutely understand your interpretation of things as being like, no, Ben pretty much leapt into the past to save Addison, you know, and that's that, to save her life. So, like, I get I get where you're coming from on that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I guess to, to, take, to take, you know, my parlance, right, is to say, like, it worked for me. Sure. I, yeah. I, I, I get all of that. I, I totally understand, like, from a plot from plot story, everything, it makes more sense for Ben to leap into the past to change something than to leap into the future to change something. But they set that up. And that's my whole point. But did they, I guess, okay. is the question Yeah, I, I would say that, that the, mm. no one knows what's going to happen. The only person... Sure. And, and actually, no, not even... I was going to say Janice. Jan, no, literally, mm-hmm. if you take it from what we know now, since Ben doesn't have his memory... No one in the show actually knew what was supposed to happen. Plus, time was in flux because it sounds like Martinez has mm. changed his plan, which was to destroy the whole thing and everyone along with it, not just Addison. Right. So th- sure. that's a possibility. I, I, I don't know if that's clear or not necessarily, um, but I, I, I think that's OK. Right. Because it's just mm-hmm. what he's saying he's decided he wants to do. He could have r- figured that out when he first leaped. And that was always the plan. Right. Because we're the problem is, is we're, we're working in a very a couple different pasts and a couple different futures, technically, mm-hmm. give or take. Um, but I would say that this kind of ending or beginning, really, the episode, the fact that it's very hard to leap into the past and that you're working or is, is what I the wrote down, which is the future. Sorry. Thank you. The yeah. future was, you know what I meant was, um, that, uh, Ian says you're, you're really, um, uh, making the accelerator angry. And I thought, no, you're making God angry because when you mm-hmm. go into the future, you, there's like all bets are off, right? You don't know what's going to happen. So you can't sort of have these sort of, pro, you know, bumper mm-hmm. bumpers to be able to, uh, make sure that what's not supposed to happen, happen. It's to put right what's wrong. If you're in the future, it has, you know, it hasn't really, you could, well, it hasn't really happened yet. I mean, you know, that sure. really Ian's there to say, well, something happened, you have to change, but it's the future. And so I think that it helps the franchise as a whole to not be able to leap into the future. And I was mm-hmm. a little worried about that when I heard mm-hmm. that that's sure. where they were going. The whole idea of the slingshot is fascinating. I thought that was really cool. And I wanted to see where it went. The map, which we never went back to, which I would have liked to have seen, but still, I, mm-hmm. Watching that, I, I, and, and even, uh, going back to the, the original shooting script of the finale, right? Um, 
it was always weird to me that they were going to go into a bar in the future. And I thought, oh, I'm glad they didn't do that because it kind of would have, again, ruined the realism of the show for me, that they're in Mm -hmm. some space station with aliens. It's like, even when I watch Doctor Who, I like with the stuff when they're on Earth. I'm not a huge fan when they go into, I mean, I would still watch it, but it's not my favorite thing when they go to other planets. I like the humanity of it. That being said, you you open up a whole new can of worms that you can't take back if all of a sudden, you know, he can leap into the future and then it never happens again or whatever. So I was okay with that for what it means for the franchise. And I think it's interesting that Mm -hmm. there's sort of this pull. Um, On another note, even though this is just obviously a bunch of fan wanking, um, I know a lot of people were curious to know if... uh, they would ever use some of that script, right? That maybe Al did try to leap into the future to find Sam, but maybe he got sent back. Well, hello. <laughs> right. That actually could be a possibility in mm-hmm. the sense of that he was kicked out because he didn't belong there. Because the finale to me seems to suggest that Sam has ascended to a different kind of leaper. And whether that means that he's also an angel mm-hmm. Right. Or it's just that he has graduated to be in a higher plane. Right. As much as symbolism of quantum leap is going home, death, heaven, all that stuff. Right. Um, after you have you have lived a righteous path. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is for someone who's not a religious person, but I really love that that idea in quantum leap, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as a whole, that aspect of the finale really sets up a lot for the franchise of quantum leap. Sure. And the thing I will say, like, just in that, like my issues with with what I felt that they promised they didn't have aside, just that whole sequence in the future and the accelerator trying to pull him back, I mm-hmm. thought was cool as hell. And awesome. so I, Great, I yeah. totally get that. And I and like, yeah, so I get all of that. To me, it was just like what they were building up. And now I remember the yeah, thing that flipped out of my that that flipped oh, out of my yes, here we go. Back, here we go. Back. So, so so now we're coming back. And this ties into my issues is that I feel like there was a lot of telling and not showing. In, in that, in that, in my thoughts is that in the last couple episodes, the big reveal is that Ziggy was the mole. And basically that mm-hmm. means that Ziggy was weaponized by the Martinez project against the old project. We didn't actually see that in action. We only heard about it. Okay. I wouldn't say that, but continue. Um, That's not how I interpreted it. Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm open to that. Yeah. Put a pin uh, in that. Ian leaping back into Dottie to tell Ben, we only ever heard about that off camera last week. And this is a thing that at the end of our discussion of friendly sky, Sam, I could remember during Ben and Ian scene in the cockpit, they established that at some point Addison told Ben that Ian is going to leap back in time to give him information. But I don't think we ever actually saw in an episode of Addison telling Ben that that was happening. Right. Did they, we never saw that. I know that for a fact, but did they? There's, there's, there, there is a scene where they show Ian the drawing and explain everything. Right, but I, I mean, the I moment that you... The, oh. I'm I don't sorry, think, I'm just I, because I, of Friendly Skies. To Friendly Skies, oh, what's the oh. moment that, 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 that told you that Ben was aware that Ian was going to leave? In, in the cockpit, like while they're having like their, their, their banter back and forth, I can't remember the exact line, but Ben says that... Ben says... Addison told me that you were going to leap back and warn me that you were going to leap back and tell me something. See, I'm okay but, with stuff like that, but I, I, sorry, I yeah, see what you're saying. But, but to, to me, I feel like there's been a lot of, especially in these last few episodes, there's a lot of telling and not showing 
these moments. And so to me, like when you're talking about, well, maybe Ian was wrong about the final destination being the future. That's just another thing of we just have to headcanon our way into it and not be explicitly told that Ian is wrong. Okay, that's fair, I I have to say. But in the sense that that's why I wish it was longer. But here's here's, Because I think they just didn't have time to sure. show us as and much, I, unfortunately. And like I said, and, and the same Network what I said, television, you know? The like, same what I, and I don't even know if, like, a lot of these these criticisms are fair. Because, like I said, like, we're dealing with a network TV show. They only have 42 minutes per episode. And I'm sure that in everybody's ideal world, creatively, they would have had two hours. They would have been able to show us snippets of what the Martinez project looked like. I they would have... Sh- go ahead. Yeah. Well, I, 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 th- I, was, I think... I, I think that you're right. I mean, I, I think that obviously, you know, given given the constraints, like there's a way that they have to be able to relay that information because it is important. I had completely forgotten uh, about that conversation, which is why I asked you to be a little bit more explicit. Because, I, I, you know, even even hearing it now, like the reason why it doesn't affect me, I, I, I think in that same way, is because the conversation, the banter between the two of them and, and, and that particular moment was so lovely that the opportunity to have that information come out that way is fine for me without having to see Addison actually tell Ben that 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 piece of information now i do think that you could be a little bit further with that criticism however and and make the argument that we are party to every moment that ben and addison share together so when would she have had the opportunity to actually tell ben that without us seeing it right because it's like how many times throughout the course of this season has there actually been a time where the viewer is not party to any time that ben and addison are actually together right now I think I, I don't think that that's necessarily the thrust of uh, of this. I do want to touch real quick on because it's something that was brought up and, and it is so lovely. The metaphysical aspects of the accelerator and what the accelerator might mean. I mm-hmm. love the fact that even within the course of this episode, that that's touched on a little bit more. We've already gotten some of those hints at like God Time Fate or whatever throughout the course of these last like oh, five or six episodes, yeah. which is awesome. And I think that the idea there too is to look at this as a, the opportunity to discuss like what it means to play with these forces that are beyond our control. Right? It's the I mean it's a theme of science fiction in general like anytime there's anything with like cloning or genetic experimentation or you know light speed travel time travel etc you like you have to be able to examine some of this stuff in some way and i like the ways that they're doing it a little bit more in, in these in these subtler fashions right instead of them having to break down this huge conversation about the the, you know, the what what are the consequences of, of of playing with these forces it's it's this opportunity that we get to have this cool moment where the accelerator is trying to bring ben back because it doesn't you know you're not supposed to be able to go to the future that's not something that that's not something that that that, that you know i want to allow you to do and 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 so i I appreciate that aspect of that scene between Ian and Ben. Um, I also think that the thing is, is like, again, you know, from, from Ian's perspective, like, right, Ben was going to the future. And I think that in some ways that's the stopping point, right? It's the idea that's like, holy shit, Ben is trying to get to the future. You know, like I, I, I can understand why that wasn't necessarily like there wasn't a further exploration to say like, no, he's, you know, he's he's actually going to go back to 2018. You know what I mean? Um, and, 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 and again, I think when to, yeah, again, that's just something that, that's something that didn't bother me is that he ended up in 2018 as opposed to staying in the future. Um, 
I also thinking, would say that, uh, oh, sorry. I was just gonna say, thinking about the lengths that Ian had to go in order to get Ben, you know, to assist in getting Ben there and assist in finding a way to, you know, to potentially get Ben back and to, you know, and to kind of close the loop in so many different ways. I just, again, I think emotionally speaking, the stakes that that presented, especially for Ian, were pretty incredible. Um, I'd also like to thank Piper for this one, uh, because when she mentioned it, it kind of blew my mind a little bit. But where the hell did Ian find the body for Ben to leap into? And did they just lock that person in the imaging chamber and like make them wait until Ben leapt in? Like, holy shit, Ian. I was very, I have to say, I was surprised when Ian said it was hard for me to find a body for you to leap into because I thought we were going to have a Sam Beckett thing where he same was going to be himself. Yep. Same and here. And that in the future, you, you can only leap as yourself or something like that. Sure. Right. Um, so that did, did surprise me. Um, and they're wearing like the same clothes. Um, I don't know. I, I, I would mean, have been mean, nice to know, but we don't have to know who that person was. No, of course not. I mean, I mean, to talk about the clothes a little bit, I, I kind of figured like, like rewatching the, the, the clip that he had to have leapt into someone because my idea of the clothing was like, you know, when you get an x-ray of the dentist and they put that little lead thing totally, over you, yeah. whatever to keep you safe from the radiation. Oh, is that I just, what, oh that's to a good me, point. To yeah. me, it struck me that that was just like a body wide thing because yeah. there was still radiation yeah. fallout. Well, it was very similar to what Ian yeah. was wearing. So like, yeah. I, yeah, the clothes didn't, but the clothes made me go, well, you're in a, you're probably in a person, but who knows? Sam leaped into the bar in clothes. Like, I mean, right, it doesn't right. really matter, yeah. you know, but, but that was like a big discussion. I think that a lot of people had, right? Like, and you had on, on your podcast, which is what's going to happen in the next episode. Is he himself or is he a, as a person? Yeah. And I, I understand why they made it a person because it's shorthand and it's easier. And to explain the whole Sam Beckett thing and just being himself would have, just taken too much story to explain that they just didn't have time for. So, um, yeah. but, but, but the fact I mean, that they had Ian say it took, you don't want to understand what I had to go through to find a body for you to leap into. Yeah. Which also then suggests like something I also liked about the episode is that it shows you the progression, like that there's obviously been enough, um, sort of, uh, in the last 30 years, enough um, invent- innova- innovations, excuse me, not inventions, to the leaping that now you can pinpoint into a particular person See? that Ian can come back. Although I would say that that was sort of established with Zoe and the Leva Leapers when she says, you know, the, the, the farther from your first leap, the harder it is. So if Ian sure. could go back on the first one, like I believe that. But also the fact that Martinez has a better memory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, one of the things that's interesting to me about that moment is that I, I, I love the question of, you know, when Ian says, I've been waiting for you for a long time, yeah. it makes me, you know, it makes me ask these questions like, did, did they know when Ben was going to arrive or did they not know? As I, I'm, I'm kind of, I think more into that latter camp that, that Ian actually just had no idea when Ben was yeah. actually going to show up. I don't think but so. But I do think that it's a valid question to ask that maybe, maybe they did know exactly when Ben was going to show up and maybe Ian spent all of this time basically just trying to survive to get to that moment when Ben is going to show up. So I think that either of those perspectives is valid and I love that it's kind of an unanswered question. Um, well, we can a- say that it's been 10 years since Ian mm-hmm. saw past... Ben right. when they sure. leaped, right? So yeah, they're, they're, right. that I thought was, yeah. like, that's the thing is that as much as there was a lot of unanswered questions, I thought they were really good at sort of 
um, doing sort of step forward, step back, right? Like explaining something and then going, oh, I had to find the body for you. And oh, and it took me 10 years to do that. And like, it, it felt very purposeful because I think at the beginning of the season, they didn't do that as much. Yeah. And people were a little confused, maybe who didn't follow the show as well. And so I think that those are very helpful, that there was always something to explain it, right? Mm-hmm. That, that it made sense. Um, anyway. And the other thing that I will add to, to, to about the show don't tell thing is that I feel like when you get to an episode like this, there are limitations because people are expecting answers. And the only way they're going to get those answers generally is to have the characters tell you what the answers are, which is one of the reasons why I think when you set up these mystery boxes, when you, when you, when you have that be kind of your, your end game, uh, I, I think that it does set you up for the, you have to make that sacrifice in a way. And one of the things that propels the episode and, and, and takes it so that I think, uh, I don't know if I want to, I'm going to phrase it this way and I'm going to regret it, but it makes it an easier pill to swallow is that it's surrounded by these incredible emotional beats and these amazing pieces of spectacle. So like, yeah, you you know, there's going to be times when Janice literally gives you an info dump and that's all it is, but it's so worth it because it's going to get you to this emotional moment with the three ins, um, which is something <laughs> that, yeah. But I would, I would <laughs> did also. You, did, you coin, did you coin that, or was that Piper? That well, that apparently, that, I don't know if it was Piper specifically, but apparently, that's that was what it what it is. I love that. You know, okay, if, All right. if, yeah. if I can add specifically to Janice's info dumps, because you know how much I love my Janice. Mm. Um, I would say that I did not see them specifically as full out, just like info dumps of of tell don't show because of who it was coming from. I agree with you. I totally agree with you. Right. Cause she's working this stuff out for herself in the moment as well. Yes. So we're actually seeing the character process these things and then just articulate them, which I, I, I yes. totally agree. I guess what I'm trying to say is like, I'm trying to kind of take that perspective of like, if this is something that you had a problem with, I get where you're coming from. I hate to yeah. say that it was a problem. Anyway, uh, I get where you're coming from. However, what you just said, I think is absolutely right. You know, because we're still that seeing the character make the discovery. Thing for me. Mm-hmm. You, so you see her make the discovery, which, which is why it's interesting, right? Cause at first I was like, oh, she didn't know. But then watching it a second time, I was like, oh no, it's, it's good that she didn't know because now she's in the moment discovering it. And that's always as an actor, much more interesting right. to like be, you know, giving information as you're discovering it, but also on a whole other thing in the sense of who she is, the fact that she finally admits that the reason that she was, you know, brought into the fold wasn't because of her experience as, you know, uh, in, as a PhD and, oh, and I forget what she does, but aerospace, right? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't think of the word, but you know what I mean? Um, or, uh, it's her experience in the fact that because of her, of Al, we would assume she knows how to, um, uh, oh, I'm so tired. I can't think of the word right now. She knows how to program the accelerator to do what Ben needs to do. Right. Mm-hmm. But she also is aware of what it can and cannot do. So she was able, the fact that she's able to look at whatever she was looking at and figure out what had ha- what was happening was because it had happened before because she was told it. And this is a lot of fan wank, I know, but still, again, it's because it's her. So the assumption is that she knows all this because it's happened before because her father told her. Because right. she wasn't, on, even if she was old enough to remember what happened on the project from just an experience point of view, she wasn't a person working on the project to be part of that when it happened. She had to have been taught it. So if she knows that you, that what, what the computer looks like when it tries to go into the future, that means that it happened. 
So all of that to me just felt like extra information that was important to her as a character and was information to give to the audience. If someone else let like Ian figure that out in the moment, it wouldn't have the same leverage for me. It wouldn't have the same impact. I mean, I think that that, I, 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 I totally see that. And I, I think you're absolutely right. I, I, you know, it's funny because I remarked last week that I didn't know if we would see Janice, right? I I didn't know if she would be in this episode. And there was a part of me that kind of thought like, maybe that's okay. Maybe her story's, you know, done for now, right? I'm so glad that that wasn't the case because what you just said is further proof that, yeah, I mean, her story isn't done, right? And it wasn't done. And that there are still things to learn about this character. And some of those things that we can derive from from the way that she was presented from coming to those conclusions like you're saying i think give her uh you know even more for the for the future right like they give us yeah i i really i really think so and i think that her inclusion and the way she was included and the way that the episode ended in particular you know uh whether whether people are being cagey about it or whether or not they genuinely don't know i think that there's no way that she's not going to be in season two you know in some capacity um but 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 that said, I, I think that uh, yeah, the, there's no doubt that there's exposition over the course of the episode. But again, I, I I'd like to think that it's I'd like to think that it's earned by virtue of the fact that it's the finale, right? And they're and they are wanting to wrap these storylines up. I do get that. I mean, I I understand like there's the value between like some info dumping and exposition or whatever. But for me mm-hmm. personally, what works for me and what doesn't work for me, I felt like, especially in these last couple of episodes, there have been too many key moments that in an ideal world, we would have seen those things executed instead of just hearing about them. Mm-hmm. So I get it. So anyway, we, we talked about, so we, we made a breakdown of season one timeline that I wrote oh, out last it's night. So, it's so yeah, amazing. we kind of, we kind of put the cart before the horse. So I'm going to just, I'm just going to like hit the bullet points through here and stop and cor- stop and correct me. If I'm missing any points, if I, if I got anything wrong, you're going to go through the whole out. thing. I, I mean, this is long I'm, 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 bu- bullet points, bullet points. Okay, okay. All, right. All right. So original timeline, <laughs> Addison was the one who leaked, right? We mm-hmm. established that in the first scene. Ian says 2022, but we know that they were years away from testing. So either Addison leaked prematurely or Ian got it wrong, right? Mm-hmm. So we're good on that. All right. So at some point before 2041, there's some sort of nuclear war, social collapse that happens that is completely independent of quantum leap. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Yes. Just but, to interject, I think that that was a really cool decision to make and actually kind of oh, a brave yeah. one to make because I think that it is kind of one of those subvert expectations moments and in a very positive way because w- it would not have been so easy to just be like the project did this. The fact that it happens independently of the project and then the project oh, yeah. gets kind of scapegoated for it, I think is really cool. I did. Yeah. I did actually really like that. I thought that was really clever because it's it's also social commentary on what's happening right now mm-hmm. in our world. Absolutely. And I really appreciated yeah. that. Absolutely. And, and, and I took away the idea that it wasn't just the government, but somehow society in general knows about Quantum Leap. Oh, that and would I, be cool. I didn't get that, but that would be I, interesting. And so they revolted against, yeah. And so I really, I really like that. Yeah. So, but anyway, well, that's so, interesting that you, can I say something? Cause that's interesting that oh, you yeah, say yeah, that well, because, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause, um, uh, when I first watched it, I didn't catch 
that um, the nuclear thing was separated. And I, and I remember I asked both of you, I was like, I need to watch it again. Was it a separate incident or was it part of it? Because, you know, I know that there's an, a radium ring and like all that stuff, but obviously it's not mentioned on this show, but on the blast show. So that's a little, you know, balance, like, well, they're not going to really talk about that. But, you know, the accelerator is kind of a nuclear weapon in itself, right? Right. And clearly um, Martinez is going to weaponize it. He's going to weaponize it, right? So, yeah, yeah, totally, mm-hmm. yeah. So I, because we know that when there's a a possible nuclear attack, that Ziggy can shut everything down, which obviously didn't happen because there's a big hole. Of course, we don't know where in the facility that was, right? But there's a big hole in the facility, Mm -hmm. I would say, where it's, where, yeah, right? Sure. Um, Yeah. But, but uh, I, I digress. So, um, so I... Now, I don't know sure where I was going, but I, I was curious about all of that, right? Because then that, that seems to imply that maybe, uh, that Ziggy was offline or something was happening, right? Like, obviously we don't need to know all that, but it reminded me of what you were saying before. And I'm going to jump in and then we're going to leap back to our conversation. Um, was the whole thing about Ziggy being the mole. I did not register that as Ziggy being weaponized. I did that as just Ziggy is what they're using in the future and the past. And so Ziggy is just there. Yeah. Okay. All right. Same thing. Yeah. I don't think that they were particularly using Ziggy to eavesdrop. It was sort of just a byproduct of the fact that she's in both timelines. They were weaponizing Mm -hmm. the information. Exactly. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I mean. Uh, But, Real quick tangent, and then we'll jump back into it. But yeah. now that we know that there is some way, like some quantum entanglement of like being able to like the, the three ends being able oh, to reach yeah, through yeah. time to each other. The, keep me in check. I don't want to keep doing this. But how cool would it have been if they would have found a way to weaponize Ziggy and like have future Ziggy reach back through time and pull information from the past? I mean, that would be cool. <clears throat> But Ziggy is also not an organic yes. being. <laughs> yes, I get it. So, I get it. I get it. Yes. Anyway, so even despite nuclear war societal collapse, the yeah. government still has the means to send Martinez on a suicide, basically a suicide mission. Yeah. Back to destroy the quantum leap accelerator. And originally, the way I understood it, the idea was to kill Addison. But they, but through Ziggy's calculations, every time they stopped just one person, the project continued. So they figured out it can't just be just stopping one person. It had to be destroying the accelerator. Are yeah. you saying that, that they, they leaped a couple of times? I thought that it was just Ziggy's scenario saying exactly. that's what no, we that, that okay. Means, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So it's, you sure I didn't miss anything. Yeah, yeah. So it was just Ziggy's scenario said you just have to, the, to destroy the accelerator. And Martinez leaps. No, but all the people too. Mm-hmm. That was the thing. Was it? Was it every, all the people? It was all the people because that was what it was about. How we all need to work together. Was that that Martinez through Ziggy had figured out that it it didn't matter if you just killed one, another one would sprout up. Right? It's like whack a mole. Like you know, you, you hit one, <laughs> another one come would come up. They were such. They were such a team to work towards their goal that it didn't matter if you killed one, another one would just sort of come up in its place. So if you killed Addison, Magic and in Ian and Jen. But if you killed Jen, then Addison, Magic and Ian. So he he felt that they had to kill everyone because they were working in tandem as a team, which of course is the thematic element that you need to work together in humanity to keep it going. Sure. 
So kill everyone plus destroy the accelerator. Right. Exactly. That's what I got. Excellent. Um, we have to beg the question, why don't they leap back to the 90s and destroy the original accelerator? But let's put a pin in that for now. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about that because because I wonder if even though I, I also do wonder that even if if um, Ben didn't tell Janice that he was going to the future, I would say either the, the fact that there's a nuclear winter, which I'm not sure she did know because he didn't tell her about the future or just the idea that if someone is going to destroy the, the accelerator in this time, they could possibly do it in Sam's time, which means that she and her family doesn't exist. Hmm. So that, anyway, I, I, but continue. I think I, one thing that I'll throw out there real quick is I think that part of it also might be that, um, while, while there's a certain, certainly a cause and effect, right? Like, obviously, like if they go back and destroy the original accelerator, then, 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 you know, how does the other accelerator ever get created? Right. But because we've Good gotten, uh, we've gotten a lot of, um, more than hints, you know, it's been stated basically on this podcast that this Ziggy is not necessarily the same exact Ziggy as the, the Ziggy in the original show as such. And because there's clearly missing pieces of information, you almost have to wonder how much Martinez's project even knows about the original project. I'm not saying they don't know about it, right? But, but like I, the minutiae of it. Right? It makes me wonder. It's like, did they know, would they know exactly when to go, exactly where to go? Would they be able to plot that course? Is the easier course to just target the LA project in 2022 or 2018, rather? Is that just the easier? course of the path of least resistance for their mission sure. as opposed to trying to go back to you know 1995 or, or whenever we want to say that the good point because he, so. he does talk about how he has memorized all of hq right because he's been there right so that's right. also a good point why why go to a foreign territory that you don't know exactly um but i do think that if janice knew there's you can't not think well if they do this then the next stop could be me right I mean, I think mm. it's also been established that, you know, that she is more like her father than she wants to admit to well, them and that she's doing it for the greater good. But because what if because what if the further piece of headcanon here is that maybe for all we know, Martinez is destroying this accelerator is just a stop along the way to getting back to 1995 that's what I, to destroy. That's sure. what I mean. Right. Yeah. It's so like yeah. if not this, you know, it's it's the, you know, um, the seeds of war. Right. So to speak. Not to mean that, like, you know, the war that Janice thinks she's in, but like, you know, one thing leads to another. If, you know, it, it, you may not know it's physically going to happen, but you, you have to imagine, well, if they do this, then they might go and do this. And then I'm, I'm, and, and uh, here's, okay, here's some crazy headcanon, but thinking about the politics of a time war, right? And, and, and what goes into a time oh God, war. Time like, war. Right. But, but, but think about this for a second. Maybe there's also <laughs> this, maybe there's also this element of the future project of Martinez's project of like, you know, don't fuck with Sam Beckett. Like, you're not prepared for that. Like, like, because like you were mm -hmm. mentioning earlier, Lauren, like if Sam has ascended, right? Like if, 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 if Sam is to the point now where like he just walks outside of time, you know, like and does whatever he wants to do, maybe there's also this element of like, let's not tempt fate too much. Like, let's not mess with that project because maybe there's some stuff that we're not prepared to deal with as a result of Sam's leaping in his experience and, you know, where he is in particular at the end of mirror image. So, you know, maybe it's also just this idea of like, let's not wake the sleeping, you know, the sleeping giant. Let's, let's go do what we're supposed to do, which is just yeah. take this project out end all of this and not worry about that earlier one. 
I mean, sure. I think paradox is also like, it's, I thought that was really interesting because I, I, I had felt up until this episode that the show seemed to imply that paradoxes don't exist in quantum leap. Sure. Right. Cause they, they never really talk about, you know, uh, well, if this happened and this happened and that happened, it just sort of seems to write over itself. I mean, one could say that's because that's what God, fate or time wants to happen. So it's okay. So it's interesting that Janice says that there's a possibility for, uh, for a paradox. Doesn't mean she's right because Sure. Right. It's just, that's right. a, a theory that she's come up with. Um, but, um, now I forgot what I was going to say. Oh no. What were you, what did you just say, Sam? Uh, about not fucking with Sam Beckett. I don't know. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say, yeah, put that on a t-shirt, man. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I would say that, um, that, that it might cause a paradox, which you brought up before anyway, Sam. So, uh, that if, if you go back and you, you destroy the original, then how, how did you time travel back there in the first place? Right. Sure. Which, which is obviously a part of the issue here, right? If Martinez is going to go back and destroy the, you know, the, the, the accelerator in 2018, then there's still that question of like, how did he get there in the first place? Right. So like, I, I I think, I think that, but, but it's a valid question. And, and, and one of the things that's kind of amazing though, is, is Janice, you know, giving us the, the notion of the quantum bubble and the idea that, you know, that, that all of these things can be true at once, right. That, 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 that future Ian can still exist even though, you know, there we're actively making changes in the past and, 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 and we can all exist here, even though there's the threat of Martinez potentially killing us all in the past. And like, it can all still be there. We just don't yeah. necessarily know how it's going to end. And once that bubble pops, that's when everything kind of just changes. Right. Again, that's why I think I was surprised that the paradoxes exist, but like, I'm fine with it. It's not, it doesn't like not make sense. Of course, paradoxes would exist, but yeah. I guess leap for Lisa might be our best example Sure. Of that. Right. Because mm-hmm. how, I mean, of course you could say they were in the quantum bubble. So there's always that, which I love that she, she has all these terms for stuff. Oh yeah. Clearly you don't mean this magic, but also nice, nice, nice way to try. <laughs> Can I just say I, Ernie I Hudson notes, in this um, entire episode, yeah. when they, when, when, when you find out that he's leaped into magic and then they go to his reaction shot and he's like, Oh, it's not good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, like, anyways, for magic. Yeah. So, so, the, so the quantum bubble alternatives were, uh, uh, nano wall nullifier and space time <laughs> suppressor. Nice. nice. And I also, and she's and I also, like, no, it's just really easy. Yeah, and I also love at the end of that scene when Janice says, best case scenario, Ben and Addison don't get together. Worst case, paradox that rips a hole in the space-time continuum. Cut to magic turning around, like shouting, hey, let's get a move on here. <laughs> everybody, everybody back to work. Yeah. Um, it's well, where I, we, where, I mean, Janice brought up everything that we talk about, right? She's like, people could just not exist anymore, right? right, right. You know, and obviously, you know, the subtext of that is she knows that she didn't, well, I mean, we don't know if she knows, but I, she has to know by, uh, I th- by yeah, now. I, mean, I think so, right? Yeah. yeah, that she didn't used to exist. Um which, uh, but, and I love, and I love all that stuff. And so hopefully maybe they'll go more into that, you know, uh, later. Um, but, uh, but yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so where yeah. are we, Dennis? So, yeah, so Martina, so no, no. So Martina's leaps. So whether or not, um, he was trying to do a targeted leap and got lost 
or if he had to make a series of leaps like Ben had to make his series of leaps, mm -hmm. it's not clear. Considering that they crossed paths, I have a feeling that Ben had to make a series of leaps to get to 2018. Agreed. I think so, right? too. And one could say that would if we're supposed if, if we know that Ian leaped after Martinez leaped, then one could assume that Ian knows the plan. And so, therefore, what Ben is using is the same trajectory slingshotty thing. I mean, obviously not to the future, but you like know, the, the leapfrog, the leapfrog map thing that seems to be mm, yeah. happening. Here's a question. Mm -hmm. Do you all think that Ian continued to work for the project even when it was the Martinez version of the project and that that's yes. how they had access to the accelerator before it was destroyed? Yes. I feel like that. I hadn't thought about it, but that has to be the answer. I mean, I just there, think that it's, right? Yeah. Now, I, now, 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 here's a question for you. Mm -hmm. So this 2018 time has been. So Martinez has lost the time at the end, whatever. In the future, oh, he was, in killed. the future, in the in right? the, well, I, we'll oh, go yeah. get to that here. In okay. the future, in the future, does Ian still have to leap to tell Ben? No. I think that that's been established with the whole Al now has kids. Uh, that, that's, uh, maybe I'm not explaining that correctly. Uh, that's a little vague. Sorry. I, I feel like that that's been established in the original series already because of how everything just changes and that, mm. um, if Sam hadn't been there in the first place to do it, then in the new future, is he then going to not leap and do that? Right? Like, cause then, uh, every leap would have to be erased and redone again. Like, are, were there all completely different leaps when, you know, Al had kids? Like, it's, it, it seems to me like the fabric of time just sort of repairs itself around everything. How That's sure. the only way that it could really work, I think, based on the, how the show works. Well, here's the interesting part, right? And this is the thing that I, that I, that if they never explore this or touch on it at all, I'm fine with that. If yeah. they decide to, it's obviously some fertile ground for storytelling. Because we have the bootstrap paradox, right? If Ian doesn't go back to tell Ben, then Ben never leaps. And if Ben never leaps, then Martinez, you know, mission accomplished, right? So Ian, well, so, so, so. No, if Ben never leaps, then Addison leaps, which is Martinez's original history. See, okay. Is it? And here's why I say, <laughs> yeah. but wait, wait, no, 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 no. But let me finish though. Here's the thing. Maybe it is from Martinez's perspective, but maybe it's not from the future project's perspective. And the reason I say that is, is because if Martinez leaps thinking that it's Addison is the leaper, right? When Addison no longer becomes the leaper, but Martinez has already still leapt. Like if, if it was as simple as that, then the minute that Ben leaps, everything should have changed. But because it didn't, then that implies to me that the future project still always would have put Martinez in the accelerator. But Martinez doesn't remember that because Martinez, from his perspective, leapt because of Addison, not because of Ben. The weird thing is, is that Martinez clearly knows about Ben. So it makes you wonder if Martinez is just privy to the knowledge that Addison was the original leaper, but knows that Ben is the one that actually leapt and not Addison. And so now this iteration of Martinez is actually there to stop been, which is why this iteration of Martinez is also there to just blow up the accelerator, because if I blow up the accelerator and kill all of these people, then nobody gets to leave. 
Right. Which, of course, creates the paradox for future Martinez never having the opportunity to leap because there's no accelerator for them to leap from. For sure. Now, I want to I want to interject and ask this. When we talked to uh, was it, was it the, the Friendly Skies watch party? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was uh, when when uh, Dean and Caitlin and Drew joined us. Mm-hmm. We asked very specifically if Martinez had a hologram because people were asking that on Twitter. Oh, right. right. Oh, and yeah. they said and they said. That they had a tell me if I'm misremembering this, Sam. But they said that like they had a very clear idea of who Martinez's hologram was. So I thought that we were going to get this answer in the final episode or at some point mm, in the future. No, Ooh. I. Th- it was not said that they have a clear idea of who uh, Martinez's hologram was. They just they could answer the question of whether or not he had a hologram. Oh, and I thought they said yeah. Spin room. No, I, I don't think they said yeah. I mean, I would have I to go know. back and listen. The, the reason yeah. that I bring it up now is that if history is changing, a hologram informing Martinez of this—that's a great plot device. Totally, completely but agree. The, but now I have to work under the assumption Martinez never had a hologram, and that no, they by, the, by that point yeah. they figured out a different way to either get information to him or they figure like information was not he, necessary. I, I think that the thing is, as much this goes back to what uh, was said earlier about the, the fact that Martinez does not have a Swiss cheese memory in any respect is that mm-hmm. Martinez is a soldier, right? Martinez was given his mission and Martinez was sent into the past to complete his mission. And that's all there is to it. Like there was no, like he didn't need a hologram basically. Outside. What are you doing outside? Get we're on. taking care of it. Taking care of it. All right. Yeah, I'll be out there we're just cleaning all right. We'll be out. Uh, <laughs> you're cleaning that side. Thank you, buddy, for the update. Tell Mama we're still recording. Hey, welcome to Face Wide Wheel. This is our personal brand. We're not editing that. Out. Anyway, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Sam. You're sorry. Mark's the clip. Uh, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the beautiful little voice. Um, no. I, I, so, so, I mean, the thing is, is like, look, this is the incredible thing, in my opinion. We can ask all of these questions and we can make all of these suppositions about how the time travel works, whether or not there's a paradox, mm-hmm. you know, what, what, what the result of the paradox is, et cetera, et cetera. And that provides fertile ground for them to explore in season two and beyond. I do think, however, that there is certainly something to be said for the consequences of these actions. I do think that there is like, that, that that is something that can be and, and, and I think maybe who knows in the future addressed, right? That, that by, by doing all of this, they did mess with that future time in some way. And because that future time had such an impact on Ben's decision to leap, like, what does that mean? Right. What does that mean? And is this a case of like, is the hint of the accelerator being pissed at Ben for going into the future, a hint at the accelerator, perhaps protecting time in some way. Right. And kind of saying, I'm not going to let things fall apart. We're going to let things kind of lie, even though things are a little screwed up as a result of what just happened. And what kind of consequences will that have, you know, in season two, which is all, you know, guesswork at this point. But I think that aside from all of that, the thing that's the most important to me was the emotional core of the episode and what it said about our characters. Mm-hmm. And the moment that's- with the threeans and the moment with the kiss in the past those two moments were so emotionally satisfying for me and helped to really just take that arc, which we knew based off of what Shakina had told us that Ian, you know, was always going to be kind of the key and, and really fulfill that promise while also giving us that piece of romance, that piece of, you know, of, 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 of feeling like we've been waiting all season long to get the two of them together again. 
And it yeah. does it in such a unique and wonderful way that is at once fulfilling and frustrating because we know that that's technically Addison's past, right? And so it's not really our Ben and Addison together having that kiss. And yet it is so, it's like, it's like they're together. They're touching. They're kissing. This is amazing. This is wonderful. Oh, but you know, sure. so it's a anyway. great conceit. I, it's yeah. a great conceit. I because agree. What do you do with a show where your two romantic leads can't touch? And it's, it's, but a, they it's can a reason touch why, in the past. It's the reason why I loved OU of Little Faith for the same reason that we got that, mm-hmm. that, 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 that drugged out sequence of Ben and the seeing them together. It was just sort of like, Oh, this is really, really nice, you know, yeah. and how yeah. wonderful that it's not literally the two of them together so much as this is Ben's projection of her. And it's like, this is beautiful the way that she's, you know, it was, yeah. So, and, yeah. and Margarita I, wrote that as well. Sure. I, I, I do understand all of that, but the thing is, it's, you know, I can get like, like the difference, like a story. It's like a character story or a plot story. And I've used this example a few times recently. Like I just finished This Is Us a few, you know, a oh, few you weeks finished. ago. Um, have you, have you seen the show? Have you? No, but I remember when you started it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I, I finished it. And the thing is that show is all about character. It is all about relationships and yes. show. And so in a show like that, when the plot is kind of eh, whatever, especially when they get into the latter seasons, because like the, their, their nonlinear storytelling and the way they jump around the last couple of seasons, like they really, that kind of become strained a little bit, but I know ultimately that show is about the character and the relationships. And that's what matters. The original quantum leap, that show was very character driven. It was very issue driven. And that is what matters. When you create a serialized story where every episode or most episodes, you are leaving little cliffhangers teasing out this thing of why did Ben leap? Who is Leaper X? Where is this going? It is perfectly okay to criticize it if the plot does not work. Okay, oh, but I guess the thing is, is like it did work from my perspective. Sure. And not only did it work, it also answered every single one of the questions that you just asked. So I guess my thing is, is it's like it's, you know, it's totally valid, obviously, if it w- if it didn't mm. work for you. But uh, I, you know, I want to give you the floor to, mm-hmm. to be specific and, 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 and say why it didn't work for you. And to be completely frank, if you can't, if it's just a feeling you have, that's okay, too. Like, I'm not trying to imply that you have to defend yourself here. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, um, I mean, there, there are a lot of people who I've spoken to who hated the finale of the original show and still mm-hmm. hate it. And there are right. also people who have told me, you know what, when I was younger, I didn't like it. Now mm-hmm. that I'm older, I love it. Right. So like Mm -hmm. it it can just be a feeling and it could be something that can change. And maybe it'll change when you see more of what they're doing in season two. Right. Exactly. But yes, but I don't I don't know where they're going with that. So sure. Yeah. I know. I will say I'm I'm, I guess I'm validating a a feeling is also okay too. Sure. I mean, I think a lot of it is a feeling and and it's a lot of like not one major thing, but it's a lot of little things like a lot Mm -hmm. of things of like I feel like we should have seen. We should have seen a scene on camera and not have it explained to us. Uh, we haven't gotten to it yet, but the them jumping into the accelerator and leaping around at the past moments did absolutely nothing for me. It was a lot of oh. dazzle cam. It was a lot of dazzle camouflage to show me they did not know how to end the story. 
Oh, man. See, I disagree because here's the reason why. First of all, I think what incredible stuff does that create? The fact that Martinez in Magic's body jumps into the accelerator and then leaps. Like what happens there? Was it as simple as Martinez just leaps out and Magic falls to the ground and everything's okay? Or does something happen beyond that, right, to Magic? What does it mean for Ben to be in Ben and then step into the accelerator? Like is that going to create some sort of like weird thing? And then also, but the visual spectacle of it, I feel like it was necessary. Like you had to have some sort of like visually like dazzling climactic moment between these two like it was where it was always leading and we clearly know that martinez martinez is indeed a a weapon like you know there's a reason why ben calls him the terminator right because like he sees martinez as literally being a weapon and he is a soldier and that's what soldiers are soldiers are weapons right like uh, that's no disrespect but it's true and i think that the thing is is you go on one step further from that and it's just sort of like ben is ill-equipped to fight this fight right yeah how is ben Mm -hmm. going to succeed and when they're going through time when they step into the accelerator and it causes them to bounce through time on those leaps that they shared before i just thought it was a cool bit of storytelling and the way that it ended like well that's that's what i would love to talk about is how it ended because something i noticed i didn't notice the first time i watched it okay so so here's the thing one 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 two reasons why it didn't work for me one in every single one they leap into scenes that didn't actually exist in those episodes those characters are never standing in those places in those moments so we're, we're, are, we're, are we supposed to like the accelerator through them and they kind of threw the characters together into the room or onto the balcony? Uh, I mean, I think that and, the thing and, is, and, and here's, I thought here's it the was thing. after, I thought it was after he leaped out. I didn't think that those scenes were literally from when they leaped. I, the, just the location and the host's bodies were the same. I think that been interrupted. It would have to be, it would have to have been at some point either prior to, uh, or, or during the actual leap because well, that one, yes, it, yeah. because he wouldn't have been the same person, but right. the last one I felt was after, I think it could very well have been. Yeah. I, I don't think there's any reason for it to, to, to not have been, um, sure. But yeah, I mean, it's like, to me, it's like, to me, like, Oh, like, Oh, okay, cool. We're, we're leaping back to, to previous leaps for them to continue a fist fight. Cool. And at this point, they're jumping back and forth with the ENs. You know that they're introducing the cheat code and the cheat code is like they're going to go back and reset the the thing. Mm -hmm. You know, as soon as they mention the cheat code, you know that none of this matters because Ben is eventually going to leap back to the start of 2018. And then in the middle of the fight, just as Martinez is about to to shoot Ben on the balcony, the character from Salvation Bus shows up out of nowhere and shoots Martinez in the back. So here's what I'm going to say, because I, first of all, again, means I, I, saw, nothing. I saw a lot nothing. of criticism coming. I saw a lot of criticism coming. And this is something that I know people are going to be divided on. Here's why I loved it. And here's why I think it does mean something. The whole point of this season and how Ben has been set up as a character is that he is someone who brings people together. His mission in Salvation or Bust was so incredibly important that he had to change the course of this city's history for ever. And at the end of the day, he not only accomplished that mission, he did it in such a way that when he is under threat, now all of these people that he has caused to come together, all of these people that he has helped and saved, in the end, Frankie represents, she's like the representation of all of that, and she is able to save Ben, because Ben couldn't save himself. But, but... And I agree with all that because the show is about uh, being a group and working together and that your home is really the people that, you know, you come from. And I think I've talked about this before about, you know, I really think the show is setting up about, you know, the people who are left behind 
Whereas the original Quantum Leap was a lot about the missing in action soldier who is Sam and also paralleling as Al. But I would say that Ben closes his eyes and here's the question. Did he pray? <laughs> Again, I'm not a religious person. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about in the context of, you know, uh, Martinez keeps saying, you know, do you really think the accelerator is on your side? He's, you know, I'm the, you're the hero, you're only the hero of your own story. He means God, right? Or time or fate or whatever in the history of, I know it's not explicitly said, but Ben closes his eyes. Does he pray for help? Because he sure gets it. Right. Here's my thing. If you want to make that point, do it in all three leaps. He leaps into the, he leaps into the mental institution. Martina uh, starts to get the Martina starts to get the better of him. The the residents of the institution they jump in and start helping. They so, leap. Okay. They leap. They get on. They get onto the deck of the battleship. The other soldiers start to get the better of Martinez. They leap. Every leap, people come in. The people that Sam has helped, or not Ben, but, uh, but people that Ben has helped, they jump in. They start helping. They leap. They jump well, they in. Did. They, 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 they did. They did. I mean, that's they the thing. They did. That man. Yeah, but then, but then, I think but, because yeah, here's but the thing: terminators them exactly. And, then, and I think that that's the point, right? Is it's like it's clear that that, that you know, God, time, fate, or whatever the accelerator, however we want to characterize this, it's clear to me anyway that you know, oh, no one can help Ben when they're in the asylum. Oh, okay, let's put him on the ship. Oh, he gets the best of the soldiers. Okay, let's put him in salvation, and then that's where you know that's where things go Ben's way. I would also argue, I will say in, in fairness, I think the reason I think in their ideal world, I would love to know this in their ideal world in salvation, it wouldn't have just been the one character. It would have been down on the street and mm -hmm. it would have been the townspeople rushing in to help him. But they did it up on the balcony because we know from, from having talked to Dean, like what an ordeal was like producing that town was. Sure. For that oh, episode. Uh, yeah. I'm a sure, lot, I'm sure yeah. they couldn't read to do. So I'm sure being up on a balcony was a production choice because that and the small street scene that they showed us below was the best that they could recreate. And to Agreed. be fair, the other thing that's really cool about both of the leaps that they, you know, that they use in SOS and in uh, uh, Salvation or Bus, because it's possible, obviously, with how close Ben Interrupted was shot, it'd be interesting to know this, um, but, you know, it's possible sure. that they actually shot those scenes for Ben Interrupted. The thing about SOS and Salvation or Bust is those sets are so easily and readily available to them because they built the bridge on set. We know that wasn't yeah. the ship. We were told mm -hmm. that when we talked about SOS, and we know with Salvation or Bust that that's a that's a back, that's a lot that they've had, you know, so they can just easily have access to that. So the, the, the other thing that I will say is, and the reason why I, I don't agree with the fact that it means nothing. And I think that this is kind of the, the cool thing about the cheat code. And it's the cool thing about what Ian does and how Ian sets everything up. Future Ian sets everything up is that Ben, in order for Ben to succeed, Ben first had to fail. It's the whole reason why Ian developed the cheat code, because if Ben went back and got it right the first time, there's no need for the cheat code. Ian knew that Ben was going to fail the first time around. Okay, and so, so Ian knows that the only way to do it is to develop the cheat code so that, so that Ben can get two playthroughs, basically. So help me, because I, I was confused like how that played out. So help me work through this here. Future Ian goes back, leaps into Dottie, tells Ben he needs to leap to save Addison. At this point in time... Ian has not figured out the cheat code because they say mm -hmm. it took them 10 years to develop that. Right. So they leap back. They spend 10 years 
developing the cheat code, and they give that to Ben when Ben leaps into the future. Yes. Yes. Where do you get Ian knew at the time that he leaped back in the Dottie that he knew that Ben was going to fail the first time? Because these are two people who do add on under pressure. Also, what I'm serious. Say? I'm serious. On, these wait, are two wait. people. Oh, I want to tell you. I want to tell you a quick no, story about under pressure. Give me, give me, give me one second. I want to tell you a quick story about under pressure, though. Tell me okay. about under pressure. This is no. This is something that's super. That, that's actually kind of cool, and I have no idea if it was something that was intentional or not. But it works in my brain. The recording of under pressure. They wanted. They, they, you know, Bowie was in town. They knew that that Bowie was around. They wanted to do a song together. They came into the studio together. They kind of worked on the song. Bowie went away. And there was some question as to whether or not Bowie was going to show back up. Like Queen is sitting around the studio kind of thinking like, isn't David supposed to be here? And then all of a sudden David comes in, he goes into his booth and they're all like, uh, do you want to hear the song? And Bowie's like, nope, just hit play. And they'd start playing the music track and Freddie's in the other one. They had no idea other than the basic framework that they had worked out. They had no idea who was going to sing what when. And they just went in and they just did it. And it was pretty much all Bowie, like, like, like Freddie kind of like, it was like, like Bowie just did that. Right. The point I'm trying to make here is, is it's like these two people are clearly extremely close. Ian knew that if Ben had the opportunity to go into the past, he was probably going to screw it up. He knew that Ben was going to sit there and look at past Addison at one point, and Addison was going to be like, what's going on? And Ben would not be able to help himself by saying, like, you're in danger, I'm from the future, and I have to, and, and we have to get out of here. Like, Ian Ian that, says it. Right? You can never stay on on goal, on message. Never, but you can stay right on mission. Yeah. On mission. So, like, so again, so, like, Ian knew that that was going to happen. And so that's why Ian made the, the cheat code. And I think that it's just, like, it's it's a matter of, like, you know, again, it's one of those things that we have to accept for story purposes, right? We have to accept that it, it, it took 10 years to make that code. It took 10 years for Ben to come back. It took 10 years. You know, like, that's just one of those conceits, right? So, again, my point is, is it's, like, the cheat code was created because Ian knew that Ben was going to mess things up the first time around and that the only way to keep things from just going kablooey and changing everything forever was to create the cheat code. I would also say that the Ian that leaped into Dottie only knew Addison as the leaper. So the information that Ian had when they told Dot, when they were in Dottie and told Ben is different information than Ian would know when Ian stepped out of the accelerator and um, was out of the quantum bubble time. Because, you know, when Sam leaped home for that one time, it took him, like, you know, a couple of hours for, like, all of his memories to sort of, you know, sort of coincide and come back. It also took him a bit to remember that he had a wife, right? And I, I always saw that as, like, that's because all of his sort of, you know, new mm -hmm. self and old self and memories are sort of merging. So then one could say that then the, the Ian that Ben meets in the future does not have the same information that the Ian that Ben met in the past. Future? Oh, God. <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah mm -hmm. totally, totally. They have different pieces of information, just like one could say, but it's, it's hard to wrap around that the Al that helped Sam on all of his leaps, it would be have different information, possibly slightly, than the Al who has four kids and a wife. And you know what? Here's, here's another quick thing to throw out. What if the future Ian that was creating this cheat code 
created this cheat code, not necessarily so much for Ben to use in the way that, that I, that I laid out a second ago. Well, what if Ian created that cheat code? Because when things didn't change for future Ian, they started to get scared that, that, Things went wrong. That Ben never got that. And that's so that what Ian I, is what I think happens. Code, so that Ian is creating the cheat cheat code in hopes that that they can you know maybe reset things or restart things yeah. or get, it's a backup. You know, like, yeah, yeah. Right. Does does Ian have an accelerator in the future? No, they destroyed it. Yeah, they destroyed it. So it doesn't sound when like Ian, when Ian came back, they destroyed the, the, it. Yeah, because the reason it's the way they say like the the trouble that they had to get into like to find someone for Ben to leap into. Mm-hmm. Like what? So did did Ian program the accelerator before it was destroyed to pull Ben into the future? But they just had to know that they needed to have someone for Ben to leap into at a future. Yeah, I would say that time. that all of the programming is now like out. has already been taken care of, or it's gone. Sure. Ian's current goal in the last ten years is create the cheat code and find a person to be around me. <laughs> So, so has Ian <laughs> just be- has is. Ian just befriended a person and taken them in and just being like, "Hey, I just want to hang yeah. out." It's whatever. Betsy brought up. I she brought, so. Betsy was very confused why they why they even if they weren't going to fully explain it, why did they even bring it up at all? But Betsy was like, you know, like if they would have given Ian and this person a relationship, like mm. Ian had a friend, like this was their one person in the apocalypse that they had. Well, and it also begs the question, then what, happens not alone. what happens to that person when not Ben leaps out? The thing is, though, that the, the big theme of the episode is that Ian is alone. Alone. And, and you need people. But, so, like, yeah. but I still had a person didn't just, do that. But still, now, now here's here, a question now, for you. And now, and now, and now How do we know oh, that he was alive? Oh, I was going to Sorry. Have we all seen Multiverse of Madness? Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness? No, I have yes. not, actually. Because they... Oh, they, no, no, the second one. No, I haven't. No, I so, know what yeah. happens. So they end up, they go universe jumping. Mm-hmm. And so in the end, Doctor Strange has to possess his dead self from another universe. Oh, God. I mean, so, yeah, we, thought of, we thought of that at the same time. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. like zombies. I'm not I, a zombie person. So that's like gross to me. <laughs> <laughs> but anyone who enjoys it, I respect. No. <laughs> Please enjoy your joy. Sure. Right, right, right. I'm not going to yuck your yum. Uh, yeah, no, exactly. I, I mean, it, 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 there, I mean, there's questions there, right? I, I, I you know, again, the I thing don't, is, there are, but I don't think in the time that they had to tell the story, I don't think we needed to know that. No. And quite frankly, I'm more excited about having conversations about those questions than I am about them trying to answer all of them because ultimately it is not essential to the story that was being told. Yeah. Nor was was it essential to that emotional moment when future Ian undoubtedly sacrifices themselves for the past. Yeah. That's the thing. I'd also say what's interesting is are they sacrificing a lot? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, are they really are they are they sacrificing a lot they're 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 the yeah. last person in the apocalypse with possible a zombie host for ben are they no really host, no you know i do mean not really bring zombies into my quantum leap do yeah. not do it <laughs> not, 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 not a zombie i mean they're not a zombie once ben leaps out they're just a dead body here's the thing i would love i would lo- i would love to have seen ian meditating doing the thing and just in the background you just see a dead body <laughs> I really hope you're kidding. 
I mean, I would not, I would not really want to see that. I'm right, just saying, right, right. My, my dark sense of humor would be like, if there was a body in the background, it's just like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You know. I don't think you can leap into a dead body. I just really don't think you can. <laughs> can Not to mention the fact that, like, I'm gonna maybe tweet Dean George Jarris right now. Can <laughs> I, think, I think there's two things. I think maybe in the original leap, but not in this leap. Not the way that it's been set up that it's a body swap. No. No, it's, I think it's impossible. I can't believe right. I'm, I'm talking about this, but I think in the original leap, if Sam can have no legs, he can leap into a dead Right. Totally. But, yeah. Although, wasn't there, they, weren't they supposed to do an episode where he leaped into a ghost and they never did it? I mean, I've heard so much ghost, baby, cartoon. Like, there's been oh, so baby, many yeah. things thrown, thrown around. I, I remember reading specifically during the fifth season of Quantum Leap. There yeah. was a te- there was a small TV guide blurb that specifically said if they got picked up for a sixth season, Don Belisario was going to do a cartoon leap. Yeah. And when he, and he, I was, do remember that. That I remember. He, and when he was questioned about, like like the logistics of that like how does that work and basically he said it was like it was my tv show i'll do whatever i want <laughs> so many shows just have a cartoon episode they just don't explain it sure no been fine um get our music where, 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 where are we at in this i think i think i've exhausted the use of this little uh this little thing i've done i'm, I'm gonna post this online somewhere it'll be on for a sure blog you or something, a, a totally youtube should, video yeah. or whatever to kind of like walk us through because it just basically like walks us through no, it's great. Uh, well done. I, well, what I think that, in the first season. I think some things that we can infer uh, uh, to, to not completely disregard the work that you did and, and, and the discussion therein of it. Oh, some no, no, things no, no, that no, we yeah. can infer is the fact that Martinez and Ben did meet in synchronicity. Like that was not, they were not meeting out of time. In other words, when they first met yes. in Salvation or Bus, that was really the first time they ever met. When they saw each other again in SOS, that was the second time they ever met. And then when they saw each other in, you know, and been erupted, that was the third time. And this is the fourth time. Like they obviously did meet in sequence. This was not a, you know, River Song and the Doctor sort of meeting out of time kind of thing. Yeah. Um, which is fine. I loved it. I think we can also infer that, again, yeah, that, that Martinez did not have a hologram, that he was a soldier on a mission who knew his mission. He he'd memorized his mission. Now, I do think that the question that's left open, though, is, is that are we to are we to, you know, believe then that Martinez? Because I, I, I was I was wondering about this because I feel like the episode stated pretty much that Martinez was literally going around create, you know, completing things, completing missions that he was supposed to complete, that it was not necessarily the same thing as Ben with the slingshot effect, that Martinez was literally sent to these places to ensure that certain things happened and then get to 2018 to destroy the project or kill Addison or whatever, Um, which I thought was an interesting take. Like I thought it was an interesting take to say that, you know, that Martinez's mission was to go do these things as opposed to Martinez is, you know, on a slingshot trajectory, just the same way that Ben was. Well, I think that it shows that he's not a completely bad person, which I think was a smart thing to um, really set as a foundation, right? He's not hes not 100% evil. He's not 100% good necessarily, whereas I think Ben is always trying to do good. Sam is always trying to do good, right? He is a, Exactly. He's a man on a mission, and he believes that his mission is more important, and uh, the collateral damage is the collateral damage. But he knows that he needs to to help these people. Now, one could also argue that he just knows he has to do good to get on to the next step. Sure, right, totally. And so, therefore, he doesn't care about these people, actually. Um, he's just doing it so he can get to the next step because that's the confines of what how this has been set up, is that God, time, and fate is only letting science time travel 
under the parameters of doing good. It also makes me wonder um, if, by chance, that in Salvation or Bust, Ben did kind of get ahead of the curve and do something that Martinez wasn't planning on happening because it was Ben, right? Not Addison. Mm -hmm. And that whatever Martinez was really actually there to do, he didn't get the chance to do. It makes me wonder about oh, yeah. SO it makes me wonder about SOS in so much as they save those sailors, which is extremely important, but mm -hmm. they technically don't change anything about Addison's dad's life, right? Um so like what did what was Martinez's mission there? Was it actually to help save those sailors or was there something else there? that he did that we might not necessarily be aware of. And by Ben doing the things that he did, it facilitated Martinez accomplishing his mission. And then finally mm -hmm. in Ben interrupted, it's almost as though Addison convinces Martinez to help them save the person who maybe Martinez doesn't care about at all. And ultimately he tries to kill Ben, you, you know, to get on to his next step. So I think that there's some interesting things to be explored within the content. And I don't know the show will ever touch on this and that's totally fine, but I do think mm -hmm. it's, it, it's rich for discussion. I don't know. I feel like in um, Ben Interrupted, it really felt like he was using using Ben mm -hmm. to to get to the the end game. It's like if you think of the whole thing like a video game, right? Right. That it's like, oh, I need to get to the the end of this level, and if you're going to help me get there, great. But once I get to the end of the level, I'm shutting the door behind me because I don't need you anymore. Right. That was the impression that I got was it was like, well, we both have to get to the end of this level if you're going to help me get to the end of the level, which is why I think it's also fascinating that it's literally like, uh, a, I mean, oh, what's that? Um, that it's um, literally a, uh, you know, a, a door, so to speak. I mean, it's to the to the ground, but it's it's almost like they're going through to to it to a next level which is the above ground right and then he's like nope you're not coming with me bye stabs him pushes him down like it feels like you know a manhole in mario brothers but uh i don't know if that's on purpose but it it, it definitely feels like nope i'm this is this is my stop not yours i'm going i'm i'm going to the next step and you're not, and you're not yeah you're not so i i i could definitely see that as being what he was doing and and i would say that they are meeting in the exact order and that he doesn't even, whether he remembers or not that now Ben is the leaper, I think as soon as he sees Ben, he knows why he's there. So here's a question I had on top of that. Do we think that Martinez had other leaps or do you think the only leaps he had were salvation or bust SOS been interrupted and judgment day? I think he had other leaps. Yeah. I think, matter. yeah. It doesn't matter. Well, no, it doesn't. I, I, I yeah. just, again, yeah. it's just one of those fun things, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, so um, here's, but no, yeah. So he, he seems seasoned. He seems like an he entire subgenre of quantum leap fan fiction was born. Um, sure. I mean, <laughs> that, and Salvation or Bust, did he see Addison? I think he did. He I saw her and Ben interrupted. To. I think he had to, right? I think he had to. There was there was a whole conversation that Ben and Addison had in the bar where Ben was getting himself drunk with that great moment, like, not my body. Right. Well, whatever. That's when he, and, I mean, and then that's he gets, when he notices. And when I he think. gets up and walks out, Martinez is Martinez is sitting there. Yeah, having, I think that's listening to the whole conversation. Yeah. I think that's it, when he realizes what's happening. If the judgment day scene happens after the end of salvation or bust, do you think that there's been a moment post salvation or bust where whoever Martinez had leapt into 
And, 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 you know, Ben Sleepy had had this confrontation in the bar that everyone, including Frankie, saw and that there's been like a little hypervigilance over like, you know, hey, is, 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 is this, is this person going to harm our person who helped save the city? And maybe we need to watch their back. And so they're ready. Like when, when Martinez pulls the gun and Frankie's there to stop, you know, to save the day. Do you think that there's a moment where like Frankie's literally been waiting for the, to the other shoe to drop since the confrontation in Salvation or Bust? I mean, again, I really feel like the show is saying that Martinez is like, you know, who do you think is on your side? They're on my side. They're on my side. No, God, time and fate is on his side. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I would say that someone up there likes Ben. I, I will, Go ahead. I will say, I will say, since you put that out there, and I'm sure from a production standpoint, they kind of done this. Wouldn't it have been great in Salvation or Bust instead of leaping on the balcony, they leapt into the final moment. Ooh, in the bar fight. Oh, that's yeah. a great point. Actually, that would have been cool. <laughs> have the fight. And right? if you had done that, have the fight and then have Frankie shoot him in the back. Yeah. Then. No notes. Love it. Right. I mean, look, here's the thing. Like, yes, that would have been really cool. And given production constraints and begin, you know, given all that. Yeah, blah, that's blah, what blah, I think it like, was. It's, it's like I'm fine with the way that it did happen. But no, you're right. I mean, that would have been really cool. And I think that it would have played. You know, the other thing that I'll that I'll say to, to, to go off of the idea that like, you know, God time fate or whatever being on Ben's side versus being on Martinez's side is even if you separate that out, even if you decide to take that metaphysical kind of spiritual sort of aspect away from it for a second. Mm-hmm. I think that it's also a really lovely statement that, you know, Martinez is alone and Ben is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, that, that, that Martinez is, is, you know, as, as to the point that he made sure they destroyed the accelerator after he got in. So there is no way out for him. And I think that it's, again, it makes a really lovely statement about the fact that again, the people whose lives Ben has touched along the way are the people that ultimately are there for him supporting him, trying to, you know, help him complete his mission, saving his life for all the lives that he's saved. It's actually a really lovely statement about Quantum Leap, and it gives a sense of satisfaction that I feel like we never really got in the original series. You know, like the only cookies that Sam got along the way, which are big cookies, don't get me wrong, were saving his brother's life mm-hmm. and being able to save Al's marriage. One can argue all day about the leap. Oh, wait, back. his wife. You forgot well, his wife. No, I didn't, though, actually, because oh, here's, oh. here's what oh. I was getting ready to say. One okay. could argue that in the leap back, you know, Donna, right? However, he consciously makes the choice to get back into the accelerator for his best friend under the assumption that he's going to be able to get home, but then consciously makes the choice at mirror image where I think we can all, like, Given that last title card, we knew he wasn't coming back. And so, and he knew he wasn't coming back. So, yeah, yeah, we could talk about Donna all day and talk about that or whatever. But ultimately, does Sam, does Sam really ever get that? Does anyone ever really save Sam? You know, yes, he's, you know, again, his brother gets to to like. Donna as an endgame. Right. But, but. What he's doing is he's sacrificing his own happiness and his own life, which is what a hero does. To He's a tragic hero, but he's sacrificing his own happiness so that the people he loves are happy and alive. And it, I mean, one could say that Donna's not happy because they're not together, right? But they had that brief moment together with those five years when they were married, right? It didn't end unhappily. She works on the project. But I... I, I could even say that something I've been thinking about le- recently is that 
in the finale, you could possibly say that when Sam told Beth that Al was alive, he didn't know if that meant that they would still be friends, but he still yeah, did it right. anyway. Absolutely. So that he was sac he sacrificed his 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 entire life, the woman he loved, the friends he loved, his brother, everything that meant any anything to him so that they could have better lives. But he's not going to be with them. So right. he's so I wouldn't say that he doesn't care about Donna as much as he doesn't care about Al. I think that he's just believes that that he's sacrificing his own life for a greater good. Well, and I think that that's yeah. the, the thematically looking at the arc of the original series, which I know obviously didn't necessarily have like one planned out, but you look at just what naturally happens is that in the early seasons, you can actually see Sam kind of being selfish, you know, being yeah. selfish about Donna, being selfish about Tom, being selfish. And by the end of the series, he has to do the most selfless thing ever, right? Exactly what you're saying. He risks it all in order to, to help his friend. The point that I'm trying to make is though, and the reason why I think it's just a wonderful thing to see is that, we get to see the people that Ben has touched and affected along the way save him just as much as he saved them. And that's really beautiful. And I think that, you know, that, that again, we never got to see anything like that in, in the original series, you know, because it had to be Sam saving the day. Cause that's just the nature of the show. Right. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I just, I don't know. I, 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 again, I'm sure it will be debated and I'm sure that there will be a lot of people out there who it doesn't necessarily work for, but I, I, I loved the, the, the resolution of that last leap into, you know, salvation and Frankie, you know, being there and having Ben's back in that way. I thought that that was really cool. I think um, you're 100% correct. That is what the show is about because yeah. we are seeing the, the team, right? And, um, uh, it's the idea of like, you know, he saved them and they saved them right back. Right. Right. It's, it's the line from pretty woman. It's, <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's what the show is about. It's about working together and that we all are, are here to help each other. And, you know, uh, Eddie Izzard has this great quote where she says, um, uh, I don't, oh God, no, I don't believe I just messed it up. Damn it. I think it's, I don't believe in humanity. I just believe in us. Yeah, I could be wrong if that's the quote, and it's a long Sunday, and now I can't remember. Mm -hmm. But Ubuntu, it's just the right? idea. Ubuntu, huh? for, uh, Ubuntu from uh, from the Friendly Skies. You know, I am, I am because we are. Yes, exactly, and I think that that's what what has separated this you know iteration of the show from the original show mm -hmm. is that it's about all of us together. It's about you know those left behind. Is that we're all in conjunction with each other. We're all connected through the universe, right? So I, I think that that is what the, you are connecting into what the show is about in general. And that is what I, the finale concluded, what was sort of, you know, breadcrumbs throughout the whole series, because you have to look at why, why in this iteration of the show, are we seeing HQ and we did it in the other. And for it to fit thematically in the show is something that I feel like I've seen from the beginning, but totally. also was very smart, you know, uh, just like you look at a finale and you go, well, why is, why is the story ending? Right? Like, is the story ending because the, uh, emotionally the characters are changing, like at the end of cheers, or is it like the end of Mary Tyler Moore where literally the circumstances are changing and everyone is being fired and they're leaving this, this newsroom. And so the story is ending because we're no longer telling the story of the newsroom. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, I feel like this show has to be a bet. There needs to be a reason why the structure is different. And I like the way that they have cued into that, particularly today where one would say that a lot of people are about number one and not about helping others and being a collective humanity. Yeah. Did that make any sense? 
Of course it did. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. What you what you what you got, Dennis? I feel like we're doing a lot of lifting for the show. <laughs> oh man! See, I I I I really I I really don't agree with that, and and the main reason why is because I think that to me. If I felt like I wasn't doing part of that, if it I, like I would find the show so less engaging, I would find the show. I I I I just don't think I I don't think I would enjoy it as much. Honestly, I love opening, I love sorry. the fact I love the fact that like the show has done some wonderful things with the themes, you know, with 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 technology, with with working as a collective, with listening to one another, with you know, th- there's been so much stuff about trauma and 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 you know I mean, and, and how we deal with that and i just think that and I, sure. I i think that being able to do the things that they've done the way that they've done that on a network show to me the show has absolutely risen above its constraints and has engaged me as an audience member beyond beyond my expectations while not necessarily telling always telling me the story i expected mm-hmm. it has hit me and had an emotional quality um that I can say with all confidence that the first mm-hmm. season with even, I will say the first two seasons of quantum leap did not have. Now that's not to say that the first two seasons of the original quantum leap didn't have episodes that affected me in a huge way, potentially maybe in ways that this sh- series hasn't yet, you know, MIA, mm-hmm. obviously thou shalt not, yet, et cetera. That's to say that overall, I think that the show has been incredibly strong and affected me in, in, in really wonderful ways. Sure. I will say, I mean, as far as the individual leap stories go, I agree with everything you say. As far as the relationships that HQ has formed with each other, I agree with what you say. When I talk about as far as like doing heavy lifting for the show, I'm talking about reading a deeper meaning into the finale here where Frankie shooting Martinez in the back and coming to save Ben is representative of... This is a result of Ben helping people throughout time is that people come back and help him. Oh, man. Okay, well. But literally, but literally that I forget her name, but she literally helped Frankie, him. Frankie, yes. I mean, yeah, but for, for, for me at that point, between that scene and also intercut with Ian explaining how the cheat codes work. And like if the cheat code is going to send him back to the start of the 2018 leap. By that point, I was already kind of checked out because I knew that this was all going to be undone because I knew as, as soon as they introduced the cheat code, all of this was going to be undone. And it was just a matter of is Martinez going to kill Ben before they're able to get the code right? Because they, they make a point of explaining that if Ben dies before the cheat code, before the cheat code is entered, Ben just dies. So to me, yeah, it was but he's just not going to die. I mean, no, yeah, but, but for, for, for me, it was it was about the race against the clock to reset the leap before Martinez kills Ben. And yeah. so and so Frankie coming in and saving him at the last minute, it meant nothing for me because I knew it was all going to get undone. OK, See, fair, but hmm. I but I feel like what it's saying is that Ben tried everything alone and then he closed his eyes and wished or prayed or did something i mean you could also say he closed his eyes he's about to be killed i don't right, know just, but i just, just didn't sure. notice but uh <laughs> and then and then he he got help 
from others because so far he's been trying to do this alone. Mm, One sure. of the reasons, you know, you know, uh, that also Addison wasn't happy about, right? Like, who's to I, say that I you mean, get to be, you know, my sure. knight in shining armor? I don't need to be saved. Sure. He didn't tell anyone. He didn't, you know, um, I, I, I'm, you know, I mean, yeah. sure. I mean, I guess for me, that moment would have worked more if it turns out ultimately the cheat code did not work. And they realize it's not going to work, and Ben is stuck where he is at. Okay, fair. And but then I think Frank, that- and then Frankie comes in and kills Martinez. Now that's a powerful moment because HQ couldn't save him, but someone he saved in the past could. That okay. is actually saying something. The way they did it, it meant nothing because he had two outs. I don't. Understand. He had two ex machinas within five minutes of each other. I don't understand though because I, I don't. I, I just don't see it that way. I really just. I literally don't see it that way. It's, well, it's so strange. That's, that's the beauty like, of you. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know. The, the, the thing is, is it's like, like you, you know, as well as our listeners know that, that, that 99% of the time I am absolutely willing to be like, oh, I see what you're saying. I, 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 I get where you're sure. coming from. But this is one time where I literally just don't. Like, I literally, I don't, I don't, I, it's not registering. But, but, I, but I will say that the thing is, it, it's like, it matters that Frankie saves Ben. If Frankie doesn't save Ben, there's no opportunity to reset. If there's no opportunity to reset, then then time is just screwed, you know? Yeah, like, that's the thing, that, right? Because that's, that's the other thing, too, that I think is important. Is it, it, It's like if Ben does not – if Ben doesn't get the chance to reset, the accelerator is going to blow. Like that's the other thing we're forgetting here. The accelerator is going to blow. Martinez already accomplished his mission. Like when Ben, sure. when, when ben and Martinez get into the accelerator, it's, 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 it's about to blow up. So until, until they, until they do the reset, like, it's not just, again, it's not just that Ben's gonna die. It's that everything's gonna go kablooey and everyone's gonna die. In different, in both timelines. Right. It's gonna get all erased. So I think that the stakes are still high enough for me. The stakes are still high enough for me that even after Ben is saved, I, we still need that cheat code to work. And Ben needs to be saved in order for the cheat code to work right like otherwise like the whole so they so they they, they work to, to me they work so tightly together that i couldn't imagine sure. i couldn't imagine one without the other mm-hmm. i suppose and possibly I mean, you know that addison and ben don't fall in love which is the reason that he went into the right. accelerator in the first place and also just like addison doesn't want to not be in love with ben she's so anxious through like almost all of this <laughs> right, right, right um although i do appreciate when he's like do you know about the laws of entanglement and she's like oh come on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i thought that was a very genuine reaction <laughs> sure i i i did appreciate that like i said like all of the character moments in this episode i i loved i truly enjoyed I get it. Yeah. Oh, Jen going uh, into the accelerator with like that sassy walk. The cha- Oh yeah. Yeah. Now, now it's gotten personal. Yeah. That yeah, stuff, oh, it's great. Like I said, that stuff I loved. It's just like, I really felt like the last like 10, 15 minutes, it was just a lot of spectacle. Well, I mean, it and, is and a it, spectacle show. It's, it's spectacle. It didn't do it for me. And now that we've talked about like Ben and Addison's relationship, They've already hinted at that they're going to break Ben and Addison up, up at some point. And so, I mean, point. they they have to, right? Because yeah. and the thing it, is, like, if they're going to break them up at some point, why not do it now? You had the you had the perfect opportunity. Ben saves the day in every other way. He loses Addison's relationship. Well, what hey, what I mean, I, I about it, we leave. know that that's we, we know leave. that that's not what happens next, though. 
But it's no, but then he would never leave. So it'd be, it's a paradox. It's it's just like if you kill Janice in the past by accident, or you change, you know, what Sam did. Janice doesn't exist to help Ben, and then that also causes a paradox. So like, sure. they can't they can't not have them have fallen in love, or else that none of this is going to happen. So it has to happen after. For sure, but which is which I, I'm curious how I mean, they're going to do it because it, that whole storyline is painting into a corner that you know you, for you sure. can't. You need conflict for story, so they can't just always be in love. Sure. But by, by, by that token of a paradox, though, there has to be a nuclear collapse at some point in the future. Otherwise, Martinez is never going to get recruited to leap. But that's the. F- oh, yeah. God. Oh, no. And, that, and, 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 and my point is, my point is, is that time paradoxes are not real. As writers, we get to decide what creates a paradox and what doesn't. And I mean, I'm good saying point. Is, and that's why and, I thought and, they and didn't I'm exist saying, in the show. And, and, and so I said it. Yeah. And what I'm saying is, if if, oh. if they follow through with what they've said, what they've heavily hinted at, and, and if, if they are going to break Ben and Addison up at some point in the future, how more powerful is it instead of br- having them break up in the present just because Ben has been gone too long or whatever reason? Oh, he okay. accidentally he accidentally breaks them up in the past. So to the point they never got into a relationship. And that is more powerful. The, I, the IG and, Genie reunion movie situation. Yes. And so that is more. <laughs> and so that becomes more powerful if the show continues and Ben remembers that and Addison doesn't. Or even better, if they both remember it by some quantum bubble reason. But the thing is, is that, God damn it, they just moved on. They never got together in 2018. Addison started dating somebody else at the project. Ben started mm-hmm. dating Ian like we all want. And, <laughs> and they just, and they just never, and they just never got together and they knew it because, and, and here's why. Cause I, I, I love stories that kind of tell that, that kind of explore the idea of that two people meeting and falling in love. So much of that hinges on timing and like to share personal story like betsy and me we were floating around chicago and after the fact we after we got together we realized it was a very how i met your mother situation we were constantly hovering around each other's circles in 2007 she was at somebody's party in a basement apartment and at two o'clock in the morning the party, they were playing loud music. The upstairs neighbors came down, pounding on the door, shouting at the guy to turn off his goddamn music. Seven years later, we figured out that guy was me. That's very how I met your mother. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, what a wonderful way they could have used this finale to explore this. Ben saves everything else. Saves humanity. Saves everything. Him and Addison aren't together, and God damn it, they both remember, and they can't do anything about it because timing is everything. I feel like they well, didn't want to so, end on a bat on a sour note, considering how tense the season was. Because, as as ambiguous or not ambiguous as that ending is, as we'll talk about, it is sort of a bit of a like you know happy note. It almost feels like if I didn't know any better, oh, has the show been renewed? Right? Like, <laughs> sure, it sure, has sure. a closure to sure. it. Yeah. And sure. so I I I do wonder after all of that if then it ends on them not being together, whether they you know 
Whereas sure. if they do it next season, they'll have more time to explore that story and not leave people angry at the end, maybe over well, a couple of months. I, okay. Well, I mean, well, let's I get to the ending. That. Let's get, let's get to the ending of this episode. Before, before yes. we do, I just want to throw a sure. couple of quick things out there. I, I, I just want to, I just want to say that I think that Caitlin is phenomenal in this episode. Um, oh, yeah. I think that there is such a <laughs> yeah. wild, there is such a, there is such a wonderful, not wild, such a wonderful difference between past Addison and present Addison. And, and it, it, it really plays in, in a way that I've got to be completely honest, you know, obviously loving time travel. I, I can't recall the last time I saw someone play them past their past selves so well. Like, there they is, all do. There is a mm-hmm. palpable. Well, right. They all do. Yes. There is a palpable. Costuming she, helps. She also. just gets, she just gets so much more screen time. There is just a palpable difference. You know what I mean between between the two characters. Um. And 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 I love that. I I I and I and I think going into the ending, I think the choice to focus on her expression at the end is brilliant. And I think it tells such a wonderful story. And it tells a story that leaves us asking a lot of questions, which we'll get to in a moment. Yes. Mason continues of course to be fucking phenomenal they yeah. bring they bring the humor they bring the heart uh the hope so much of 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 what this season has been about i think plays through them in a really beautiful way over the course of this episode seeing past ian present ian and future ian the way you know the way that those characters are defined the way that they each have to play their part and in, in you know in in helping to get the mission accomplished it's so lovely. Raymond is oh, a man. treasure. Like such a treasure. Just uh, the 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 journey that he takes us on over the course of the episode, not even to speak of the course of the season, is phenomenal. Uh, Ernie, I mean, again, you know, the same thing. Like the 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 depths uh, and nuances of his performance over the course of the season, it just feels so firm here. Nanrissa. I mean, to think about the first few episodes where I even kind of you know made the comment a couple of times that she's kind of a cipher. She's whatever we want her to be. There's not I don't know that there's much there. I hope we get more of her as the show goes on, etc. Not only have we gotten more of her, but the writers and the actor have risen to the occasion time and time again. And the moment she has after stepping into the imaging chamber with Ben is so beautiful and feels like such a wonderful continuation of what happened in Ben's song for the defense that I just I was just sort of like. She has been changed. Like Jen has been changed. And how beautiful is that? You know? Um, so I mean, you even see it in the way that they style her, right? Like yeah. she's much more towards that sort of like, um, uh, uh, hacker kid, right. You know, in the past, yeah, in that, totally. in the past right. And yep. I thought that was really interesting. And it made me see her in a different perspective. Whereas like now, you know, she's just the way that she presents herself and she dresses a little bit more sort of, you know, businessy or corporate like, She's, she's, she's changed, not just in like her attitude, but also just like her physical presence. And I appreciated that they, they did that kind of detail. Cause sometimes yeah. it can be hard. Like Addison is, you know, kind of dressed a little different, but not really, you know, like her hair is a little different. Obviously like, you know, Ian has, uh, hair is different. Some of the right, clothes right. are a little bit younger, right. Yeah. Which I appreciate as well, uh, with the flannels, um, uh, I, I thought it was a nice touch to also do the cost, costuming to suggest younger characters. And the other thing that I just think is so wonderful, especially in a day and age where a lot of network television does not care as much about this, quite simply, um, 
is that we have had such a well-established, wonderful arc for each one of our characters. Mm-hmm. And that and, and, and that where they were at the beginning is is different from where they are here at the end. And I think it's so easy within in the day and age of procedurals to lose so much of that. You know, every once in a while you get an episode where it's like we're gonna really dig into this character's life. But 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 very rarely do we feel like from point A to point Z that we've told this full story of who these people are. And I think that season one of Quantum Leap does a wonderful job of telling us who these people are and, and why. Um, so, so I, I, so I, I really loved all of that. Um, and, and, and I'm, yeah, I'm so looking forward to, to season two. The reason why I wanted to say all of this now, before we talk about the final s- scene is because this is, this is a moment where I won't talk too much to be completely honest um, for a couple of reasons. And, 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 and I want to hear what y'all have to say. Um, and then I'll, and then I'll drop, I'll drop a little, a little nugget of information. Um, um, that's not a spoiler uh, to, to see how you react to it. So sure. Let's talk about the end, Dennis. <laughs> sure. Uh, Lauren, you want me to go first? I'm happy to let you go first. Yes, please. Okay. Um, I want in, instead of sharing my thought, I will share Betsy's thought on the final scene because, uh, as I said before, Betsy, she watches most of the screeners with me. She watches with me most Monday nights, but she is very much more representative of the average viewer of the show. Mm-hmm. So the last scene ended and she looked at me and she said, is that it? And I said, yeah. <laughs> and she said, and this is the, the, the and I said, yeah, this is the season finale. I'm going to do her look. If you're listening to the audio, I'm sorry, but her look was like. (sighs) (laughs) The look, the look on her face said it all was like, oh boy. The, the last scene was not satisfying for her in the least little bit. And the thing is, for me, it's like, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know as much. I know where next season starts off at. I don't know as much as what Sam does. So it was tempered a little bit for me. Um, but for me, it just kind of struck me as that they just didn't really have a cool visual to go out on. I think now, it's now, hard now, here's though. A, and when I now, say say... Sure. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. And now, now the thing I was going to say, and I don't know if this is the nugget you were planning to drop, is that what we started about before we started recording, or maybe you started recording early. I can't remember. I don't know. But the thing is, uh, you listening or watching this podcast right now, you're at a little bit of advantage to us because from Sam having interviewed uh, Piper earlier today, we know that there is a next season on Quantum Leap Preview that's going to end at the end of the broad- that's going to air at the end of the broadcast. We have not seen it. We're recording this on Sunday. No, no. So to me, I think next season on Quantum Leap, that's its own scene for all intents and purposes tacked on. It's, it's like basically it's the TV equivalent of the post credit scene. So sure, we know that there's something is coming. I'm just saying for me, it seemed like, oh, they didn't really have a cool shot to go out on. Betsy, the average viewer did not do anything for her at all. I think it's difficult because although we talked about this at the beginning and I think maybe you may not agree with me, but I think that as a viewer, there's no way he's coming home 
because that's not the show for me, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that they're kind of put in a difficult position because they want to end, they don't want to end on a, on a sour note, right? Because of, there's been so much trauma and, and tension that's been happening throughout the season, let alone in the episode. Um, but they, the story is, the story they want to tell is done, which I'm glad that they did do because, you know, if it had gone on to the next season, it, it really would have been too much for me, right? Like it had been dragged out enough. I needed closure. I needed to have the story, you know, this, this chapter close and then us move on to the next chapter. But I think that also puts them in a hard position because then, you, the goal of the show is, was for them to bring him home. So they, they had to have that moment, but also you still wanted to be kind of happy and you don't want to telegraph it. So I think it's very difficult, right? But, uh, and we were talking about that. I don't know. It was just because I, I know that I feel, I should say, that they can't continue without him being the leaper, that it's not a happy ending. So this sort of feels like kind of a middle ground to not end on a sour note and perhaps maybe um, just, even though if other people agree with me and know like, or feel, again, I want to say feel, not know, that there's no way he's coming home, it can maybe give you a, a feeling, like Dennis said, right? Just a feeling of just like, oh, well, that's sad. And then you carry that feeling with you until September. Maybe you don't come back to the show. I mean, I talked about that I, after the end of Barry season one, something happened to a character that I cared about and the show was so violent that I was like, I will never watch this show again. It's great, but I can't, I can't believe you did that. And then I saw a scene and it was really good. And now I'm like, oh, I'll check it out. And then I ended up watching it. Right. But like, and I'm not a person who usually goes like, how dare you show I am walking away. But as we talked about before, you know, people are viewing things a lot differently. And I think that that may have been a consideration of, you know, the wanting to end on an up note, but also like we can't go into this story yet because we don't have the time, but he's really not coming home. But then you can't mm -hmm. not say that, show that. So I think that might have been the difficulty of it. Um, although I would say the look in her eye doesn't look good at the end. And and that's, that's just me. I mean, I mean. Yes. I mean, I don't I think it would be very hard to read Caitlin's look as anything other than something is not right. Either the accelerator is empty or either someone who they didn't. Well, no, I think it would be much more shock if someone else they did not expect leap in. Like, I think the only thing you could. I mean, that would have been a, that would that they should. Yes. Yeah. The only if, thing you if, that, if there was someone else in the accelerator, that would be the end. Right. Because that's a, that's a, like a big cliffhanger. Right. 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 Sure. I can't imagine like if, it's, if it was Sam, right? right like right, not that, right. you know, that's going to happen. For, but like, I feel like sure. if someone else showed up, that would have been the last shot. Yeah. I'm kind of reminded, allow me to go on a little bit of a tangent here. I'm kind of reminded when uh, Hunger Games Catching Fire came out in the movie theaters, I saw it twice. The first time I saw it was opening weekend with a room full of people who had read the books. And if you've never seen Catching Fire, it ends with Jennifer Lawrence, Katniss, waking up uh, after having been knocked out and all this stuff happens. And she feels that her own friends have betrayed her by letting PETA get captured. The movie ends with just the look on Jennifer Lawrence's face, an extreme close-up of her going from scared to shocked to I'm fucking pissed. Opening weekend, theater full of people who read the books and they knew what was coming. 
loved it. Broke out in cheers. Saw it a week later over Thanksgiving, small town, a bunch of people. They were just looking at a movie to go see with their family afterwards. The entire theater was mm-hmm. pissed. What the hell did that? <laughs> because they did because they don't Good know what's point. coming. They don't know what's coming. It was just a close up of Jennifer Lawrence's face expression. They don't know what's happening in the next movie. They may not have even known that there was a next movie coming. And to me, it's the, the so, end of I this mean, episode is kind of right. Similar. Like, I yeah. can't. Oh, sorry. That was a, it. Just reminded me, like, the end of this um, episode. Just it's, like it's hard I, to know. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying that it's it's mm. when you're very into a show, right? Mm-hmm. It's hard to know sometimes how a regular viewer is is looking at it, right? Like, and as much as I understand why the show, for example, which I think I've mentioned to you both privately, um, is not talking about the waiting room and for a while was not talking about the leapers, but we got that. So that was cool. All of my layman friends who love the show, but haven't seen it in years, kind of like how I'm watching Picard. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Next generation, but I hadn't seen it in years. Um, are, the two things they were texting me were, where's the waiting room? And why aren't they mentioning the evil leapers? That was the only texts I got from people who were not big fran- fans like us, right? So like, there may be other things that people <laughs> who are remembering and attaching onto that we just don't have the perspective of because we're just consuming it in a very different way. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's interesting that that's how she responded. Sure. So Sam, what's your nugget? Yeah. Well, before I get there, I just want to throw a couple things out. I, I think for me, the ending and, and, it, and it was difficult, uh, you know, just just give transparency. When 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 you feel like you kind of have your own cheat code, it it feels unfair to talk too much about the way you feel about something when you know that not everybody's got that cheat code. Right. And I just you know, I'm I, it just being honest that said i liked the ambiguity of the ending i loved the visuals of the ending i loved the decision to again to focus on 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 caitlin on addison's face and to have that story told to us and i think in some ways it's almost too easy to read it as things went wrong or that no one's there because even with the sound effects, like we don't know that the leap has, has ended yet. We don't know that whatever's the accelerator is doing is over yet. We don't know what she's seeing exactly. Obviously, we don't know what she's seeing. And I like the the, the levels to the story that's being told on her face. And I think it's just a wonderful moment. Um, and I like the notion that we, you know, yeah, we got to wait. We got to wait to figure this out. We got to wait to figure out, does Ben come home and then and then get back into the accelerator for some reason. Do they now know how to get him back now that they've got this cheat code so that he can go leap, change things, come back home, you know, do, do Ben and Addison stay together or does he continue to be lost? You know, do, 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 you know, do, does Addison give up at some point? Does Ben tell Addison, you know, is it like that? Is it like that moment of like, look, you know, you deserve to be happy. Go be happy. You know, is it, do we get that moment at some point? Like what, you know, what will transpire next? And I think that, being able to ask those questions, knowing that we've got a season two coming, as excruciating as that can be for some viewers, I think is pretty damn awesome, actually. Because I cannot tell you the last time that I thought about a television show that way. 
genuinely. I feel like we've gotten so many stories that have felt rather complete in certain ways. Um, even with Stranger Things, the decision to show Hopper as being still alive at the end of the season after he was pulled to the other side, I thought I still think was actually not a great choice. I would have rather well, believed him to be dead. Or 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 we don't really see him, him though. Yeah, it's but heavily come on. hinted, but we don't see him. We 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 and we I, know. And, and I would say that if not for the pandemic, they wouldn't have released that clip early. That could very well be, but I, but I think that, but again, I okay. like, I like, the, I like the ambiguity. I like, I, I, I like the, I like the fact that they didn't overdo it. I like the, the fact that they didn't overplay their hand. That said, yeah. here's a little exclusive nugget that I don't know that you'll <gasps> hear anywhere else. Uh, oh. Maybe you will. Maybe you will by the time you're listening to this. Maybe it'll come out on, on, on social media or you know from one of the producers or writers or something like that. But I don't <laughs> think that there are many other people. <laughs> it, would not be the, like, it would not be the first time we recorded an exclusive in the podcast. The anticipation. That someone, someone, <laughs> right, right, exactly. It would not be. It would not be the first time that 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 we were given an exclusive that we dropped in the recording and then they drop it on Twitter on Monday. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. Um, is that. There was another ending. Oh, I love hearing this stuff. What was that, the other ending? Well, I, I can't tell you that. Oh, oh, Sam. <laughs> I can't tell you that. I really can't. I'm sorry. Uh, mainly because I don't know. I, I don't know. Oh, uh, okay. Entirely. Well, that's fair. But, but what I will say is that there was another ending and not another ending in so much as when they thought it was only going to, if they were only going to get one season, rather, this was the ending that they were going to go with. There was literally okay, another ending yeah. that, 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 that I don't know for certain, but I think it might've gotten to the point where it was locked, right. And ready to go. And then they changed. And then, and then, then there was like a, there was a phone call that was made and it was like, we're going to do this instead. And kind of like an 11th hour kind of thing. Um, and that, that other ending, would have given an answer as to what happened to Ben. Okay, that make that makes sense because the ambiguity is what will hopefully bring viewers back, right? And I I think that it's um, I like that you use the word ambiguity because I I feel like that's exactly what we get by looking at Addison's face and to leave it in the the last shot in the hands of an actor. Where even if half the people were like, oh, I know exactly what she meant. Facial, you know, um, impressions, facial expressions, excuse me, um, are always going to be interpreted differently by different people. Right. I mean, that's the joy of acting is like, you know, you never know what's behind it. There are all kinds of different ways to go about it. And it may not be action packed, but I I did like the fact that as I watched it, even the second time, I was like, I think, no, what, what? Well, maybe. Wait, what? Like, I, I enjoyed the subtlety of like, I, I'm not really sure what she, her face is telling us. So now I want to come back and see what it's saying. It's kind of an inception so, moment. You know, it's like, is the ring going to keep spinning or is it going to fall? You know? So Sam, do you know why they pulled the, the scene at the last moment? I think, I think it was, I think it was Martin just saying like, I, 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 I want I, this ending is better. You know, I think it was literally just Martin saying this ending is better. Like, and, and, and I, and I, and I think that it's a case where much like the viewers, I think that there are a lot of people that will fall on either side of that, whether they agree with that or not, you know? Um, 
I mean, there's something to be said about the fact that, and this just came to me now, so it may be wrong or off, that so many people are not happy that Sam never came home, that you don't want to end. I mean, I sort of was implying that when I talked before, but like, again, like ending on like, he didn't come home. Oh no, that's the, the cliffhanger. Um, might make people sad. Yeah. I think that's I, what I kind of said before. I'm just repeating myself. But, yeah. I agree. And I think that the thing is, is it's like, look, it, it, clearly, clearly it, it, it likely went one of two ways. Right. And I don't know. I don't know. Did it, did Ben come home? And is that what the end was going to be? And they, everybody was going to, you know, share an embrace and we were going to get a happy ending. And it would it have, would it have too much of a feeling of finality so that the audience would just kind of be like, Oh, the story's over and not worry about coming back next season. That's a very good point. Right. <laughs> or, it does yeah. feel like, yeah. Or yeah. on the flip I side mean, of that, <laughs> was it that Ben doesn't come home? And everybody's pissed and everybody's like, what do we do now? And now people are like, motherfucker. So leaving it ambiguous, does that give people, again, like I said, more of more of an inclination to be like, well, what is going to happen next? You know, sorry, Dennis, you were mm. going to say. No, I, I was going to say if it was like Ben was going to come home, I could definitely see it. Like they, they have a hard enough time. Like people have a hard enough time even knowing that the show has been picked up for a second season. Don't do anything that makes them think the show is wrapped up. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Right, right, I mean, right. you know, and I think, I think also, um, was talking with someone is that, you know, people are, are not used to watching, um, a show that has so many breaks. And because usually there are reruns in the plays, but no, now no one really does reruns anymore. Cause I, I, um, I think mm-hmm. we were all having a conversation with someone where like, I, I was like, I don't understand why that I, I, I think it's normal. And I realized because in those spots would have been reruns. Mm-hmm. So if you're used to it being rerun, you feel like they're taking bigger breaks, but like around March or May, there's always these sort of kind of breaks. Um, I think that a lot of people are just not used to watching television in the same way that we grew up on. Or they've forgotten too because of streaming. And I agree, there were a lot of people who in January were like, "Oh, that's the end!" Like they thought the show. Mm-hmm. Were like, no, 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 no. Or December, right? Like, no, sure. no, it's coming back. Like, oh yeah, I watched. The, I watched the whole season. It's eight episodes. I don't really know why it ended like that. No, that's it's coming back. So I don't know if that's a PR issue or it's just like I said, people aren't used to watching television in the same way. So. Yeah, maybe people would have watched it and thought it was over and, you know, walked away, um, like before the end of Ferris Bueller. <laughs> and then you miss right. the whole yeah. awesome ending. Right, yeah. right, right. Right. But you're like, oh, so, it's done. And then you leave. So, so speaking of second season, we probably should start wrapping up soon. Now, Sam, you know a lot more yes. than you do. So I'll ask Lauren this question. What I don't know anything. What do you hope to see in the second season? In your ideal world, what does Quantum Leap Season 2 look like? Not specific stories, just kind of like an overall well, yeah, theme, a kind of overall idea. Because in my ideal season is I want to meet all of Al's kids. <laughs> and I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> and I'm, um, I am also available. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I would like to see more Janice. I would like um, Beth to be in it again and have some agency and maybe not just be there to say hi to magic. Um, but again, she's not part of the story, right? I would like to be a reason. Like, this is what I also loved about um, the references of Al and the cigars, right? Like it wasn't just like fan service. It literally connected to the plot. Yes. And if that hadn't been there, you, it, all of these other things wouldn't have been figured out. So like when I say things like that, like I wanted to be important to the plot, right? Um, I would love to see 
some leaps that um, connect like with SOS to the lives of the people at the project. That to me was always the most interesting part of Quantum Leap, whether it was like Sam remembered that his sister had, you know, been beaten by her husband, you know, and, he, and had that connection. Like, it doesn't have to be completely, you know, 100% personal, but like the experience of the leaper or the people involved connecting to the leap, I feel is always such a great shorthand. And when they've done it this season, it's really been great. Uh, I mean, the great things about a season two in any series is that now that we've established all the characters, we can go deeper into more character development. And so a season two is always very exciting for me because there's a shorthand and you don't have to explain as much. And I hope that means that there'd be more time to have more character moments because I do really like these characters. Um, and I, I also would like to have a lot more connections to the past, even though I know that that may not be the show, but again, you know, top priority and more more things about paradoxes and um uh, the consequences i'm fascinated with the consequences of time travel in a human way not in like an action adventure way right and so we even though i'd love it to be with someone like janice and her family because that's been established they if they can use the people who are already there that they could use as well i think that that's something that a lot of time travel shows just don't really go into what is the human sacrifice and the consequences of knowing you didn't used to exist or waking up and someone you love isn't there anymore or um, finding out that your trajectory completely changed or that maybe you did something in the past that you don't you didn't do in your present and you're being blamed for it um there's so many possibilities, um, as well as um, I would love to see Ben in an abortion storyline, um, to be frank, because I think that a lot of people don't realize what was going on before Roe v. Wade and what we are about to be living right now. I think it's not really as um, conscious. Now, that is something very specific, but I think that what Leap did great was to take issues from the past and reflect them back on today. Mm -hmm. And I just look forward to what they're doing, right? I'm just curious to see uh, one of my favorite conceits of a television series continue on. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Uh, may uh, maybe some suffragette stuff. That would be great. Nice. Uh, <laughs> that would be that would no, that would be fantastic. Yeah, they're very similar. I want I want to see more more personal stories. I want to see more issue stories. Um, I would love to see if them to not literally like constrain Ben back to his lifetime. I would like to see more leaps back within yes. his lifetime. So we can really, cause I think if you, if you put those constraints on, like you can really tell some good issues and personal stories from the last 30 years yeah. and, and have it really resonate with the audience. Um, I, I would love to see more of what they did. Um, uh, episodes like uh, like like SOS, where and like you touched on this, Lauren, is have the leap story touch one of the main cast in a deep and personal way. Um, I would love to see more of that, and I would love to. See, I, I know that it, there's going to have to be a serialized story because that's just the way network TV is done, and Dean has kind of hinted to that. And, and one of our talks is that it's more character driven than big mystery box driven. I remember that from that interview and, and, and that's something that I'm very much looking forward to. And I think that that's probably the best, more interesting way to go. Um, mm. I love a good, you know, like season arc mystery. Um, I, I just don't know if they have time for that. 
in a network show. A lot of mm-hmm. the story, the, I mean, yeah. I don't watch a lot of network television, but most of them are serialized. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not, I think the streaming stuff tends to be more sort of a long arc. But again, sure. also like character is just king. Character is yeah. always more interesting. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that going into the past past because of the internet is also a great way to bring conflict because you can be, oh, well, the records didn't exist or there was bad records because this happened. And then you have more of a conflict because nowadays you can find so much more stuff even without Ziggy. Absolutely. And I will say to add on, I would love to see more uh, trilogy-like episodes where – you have oh, multi, yeah. you have multi-part episodes, or you have Ben or whoever the leaper is, like vis- revisiting a life or a family, like throughout several years. I'd like to see more of those stories. Anyway, sorry, Sam. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm gonna. First of all, you hit on something that was really, really interesting. Something we've speculated about before, and um, pushing aside every little thing that that, that I might or might not know the idea of course of, you know, if Ben, if Ben does come home, right. That doesn't mean that somebody else doesn't step into that accelerator. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, that there's all sorts of avenues for them to go out of, I think the way that this episode ends. So it'll be really interesting to see what decision they do make now, personally, you know, I, 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 I love the framework of the show as is, but I think that one of the exciting things that again, this has been hinted at numerous times is the idea that now they get to kind of just, do something different to push the boundaries of what the show can do, of what the show means, of how they tell their stories. And I think that, that there is a very good chance that we are, that there will not be set up the way that there was for this season. There will not be this big mystery of why Ben leapt. Why is Janice helping him? Why, you know, there, I, I don't think, I think that the season premiere is not going to do any of that. I think the season premiere is going to set the table for a season that is about something just like I said, wildly different, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and I think we'll use the, the, the show as that vehicle, as that empathy engine to tell stories in unique ways, the, the way that only a show like quantum leap can and, and, and we'll continue to, to push the boundaries of what that means for our characters, whatever that might mean, whenever they might be, whoever might be doing whatever. Um, and I, and I, and I just think that there will be, there will be elements, obviously, that carry over, that there will be some serialization, that there will indeed be, you know, some stuff that, 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 that I think, again, much like what you guys are saying, goes beyond uh, some sort of mystery box, right? Like, who, who is this and why is this happening sort of thing? And instead is more about those characters and how they're growing and how they continue to, you know, to, to grow and what those events mean specifically to the characters as opposed to having to resolve some sort of big overarching plot. Um, so I, I mean, I'm very much looking forward to it. I am beside myself that we now have to wait until, you know, September or October, uh, for this, oh, God. uh, it's what Sunday, April do? 2nd as we're, yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm just, I mean, how, how else can I, not be thrilled that this show is, is on the air and that we're going to get another season and, and, and that, and that I believe, uh, completely that next season will push things further and, 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 and really change the way that they are telling these stories and change the stories that they're deciding to tell. Um, 
I agree with everything that you both said about the types of leap stories that would be wonderful to get. Um, you know, I think that there's, that, the, that there's so many opportunities and if they continue to, to have Ben leap outside of his own lifetime, which I guess there's no reason not to necessarily, um, that that'll be exciting. But I also agree with you, Dennis, that I hope we get more leaps that are, are in his lifetime, that we get more leaps right. that take place in the nineties or the early two thousands, that we get to see some mm -hmm. of that stuff that has, you know, so been so important to our life that we get to touch more on those themes of what technology means of, 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 of the, you know, technology, you know, that's the thing that's fascinating about this season. I think there were points where we kind of assumed or maybe thought or speculated that the technology would be the opposing force, right? Because that's, that's the popular theme these days, right? That AI is going to be the, the villain in some way. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that in this story, it's like, no, we're still the villains. It's just the way we're using the technology that matters. To me, that's real. That's now. The way we use the technology is what matters, not the technology itself, right? And so I, I think that that's going to be a wonderful thing to continue to explore as they go on. You know, does Ziggy come back, right? You know, do they turn Ziggy back on now that things seem to be okay again? Does Ian have to change Ziggy in some way. Um, you know, again, just so many, so many questions to be asked. I, I can only hope, and I'm sure it won't be. And, but I can only hope that some of the things that people have, um, had issues with will, will, will at least be put to bed for now, you know, that we, that we can stop having the discussions about the waiting room, that we can stop having the discussions about um, Addison sitting or standing, that we can stop having the discussions about when Sam is coming back, that we can stop having some of those discussions. Al sat all the time. I know, whatever. I know. <laughs> that, we can, that we can start instead having those discussions about what you know what we are seeing and the stories that they yes. are deciding to tell yeah uh, i genuinely hope that 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 can be the case um people can talk about whatever the hell they want to talk about you know i mean who, who am i to decide um but uh but that said that that would be nice because i just think that there's so much wonderful storytelling that's happening and uh, i would love to be able to 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 focus on that so i'm i'm excited i can't wait I, for what's next and it's going to be a long wait i have mm -hmm. i have I have two final questions. I always like to end on some fan wank. Oh. Two. Oh, fun. Yeah. This time when Martinez leaped into magic, do you think magic mm -hmm. felt a nudge or did he feel a shove? <laughs> and second, so funny this, when I saw that, I went, oh, no, magic. Yeah. <laughs> I and, feel and, so bad for him. <laughs> and, and Maybe he thought it was Sam. Right? Ooh, you don't know who's giving the nudge. Yeah. Right? Maybe he thought it was Sam. Right? right. I, would, I, 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 I was like, why did he let him in? But he didn't know who yeah. it was. I want to hear more of that right. next season. I want to I hear Magic's experience of like being leaped into a second time because that's where my mind was going. Like, oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Now, here's the This is not, I'm, I mean, that's I'm not, why it was great to go. Oh. No, I'm sorry. I, I, sorry. I, I'm not saying I wanted the episode to do this. This is not a criticism of the episode. This just popped in my head like while mm -hmm. we were talking about the episode during our discussion. What mm -hmm. if instead of Martinez leaping into magic, what if the story was like, hey, I'm going to go down. I'm going to pick up Al. I'm going to bring him to the project. I'm going to kind of like show him around. And then they walk into the office with Ben and we see magic turn around. And then we see Martinez turn around. Mm. Martinez has leaped into Al. And Martinez is Al. If we see a reflection, they're just well, able to do. They're able. They're able to do something tastefully with, you know, like an, with a, like an aged photo of Dean Stockwell. They're able to do something tastefully, and we just see it once, so we know. Well, and then we just know that the rest of the leap, and we know everything is going to get reset, so it doesn't matter. The rest of the leap, Martinez is acting as retired Admiral Al Calabici. 
Okay, two things. One, that's very expensive. <laughs> I know, I know. I know very expensive. Know. Two, mm. well, hold on. So two, if they're going to do that, which I would love for them to do, I think that it would be a lot more well used in a storyline about Al. Sure. In which we get a story about Al that we can't tell because Dean is not alive. But we can tell if Ben is Al and um, Beth uh, you know, Susan can play her real age. Right. So mm-hmm. like, I, I would I rather that, that if yeah. they're going to do that, that they mm-hmm. save it for a real, ju- an actual juicy storyline where the only reason we, we couldn't usually tell the story is because we don't have Dean. Yeah. Um, sure. Uh, I don't know if they will do that out of just sort of deference or respect. Right. You know, um, mm-hmm. you need permission to do that as well from a family. Um, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of sort of more, uh, they're, I know that they're very respectful of things like that, right, in general, when they talk about, you know, the old sure. show and so forth. Um, uh, it's tricky, but as a fan, I, I would love that. I would just rather that they saved it for something, you know, like. Sure. Because, you know, we all want to know what happened to Al afterwards, and the best way to do that is for Ben to leap into him and for us to find that out through a storyline, right? Like, um, we can't just meet his kids and find out about his life without it actually being important to the plot. So I would love that. Mm-hmm. The sad thing is, is from the perspective of the story, magic never actually went to Seattle. I know. You know, no, I, he stood, obviously he stood like, him up. It's not like it's oh, the last the way, time they ever met or anything. I know it's that it's just a figure of speech, but, but when Jim was like drinks with Al doesn't count. And I was like, you were having drinks with an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> No. And I was like, I know it's fictive, but that was my first thought. I was yeah. like, mm. no, Al can't drink with you. Please don't make him drink with you. Oh boy. <laughs> anyway. Uh, on that note. Whew, that thank note. you. Thank you all for your patience. I know I kind of ran. <laughs> I, uh, I, I no, came in. Th- listen, this, yeah. it should be honest. It should be an mm. honest discussion. If, if it was just us talking about, you know, all the positives, it wouldn't be an interesting mm. discussion. So like, it's yeah. good that you, you know, you had a different thought than we did on, you know, and a lot sure. of your thoughts are valid. It may not be what we agree with. Not but, all like, of them, valid. but most of them. I'm kidding. I'm totally yeah. kidding. <laughs> I mean, this, this, this episode isn't quite my portrait for Troyan, but <laughs> oh, you know, God. here's one thing. Here's one thing that I'll say before we wrap up is I will say that the nature of this episode is such that I feel like, it, again, it's the reason why I said what I said at the beginning. I do think that it will divide opinion, not necessarily equally or anything. Like oh, that, of course. But oh, I do think it it's inevitable. It's inevitable when you do something like this, you know, when you tell your final chapter, I think, you know, there's a reason why there's a reason why people are still talking about the final episode of the Sopranos. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's like you, you, you can't help, but, but, but have that happen. Um, it's interesting to me because I feel like that there are some prestige shows out there that, that their final episodes are not talked about nearly as much as say, you know, certain other ones. And I think immediately like Mad Men and Breaking Bad, I think that those, uh, those final episodes, like Mad Men for me, I really enjoyed, I liked it, but I don't think it did everything that it, that, that it maybe it could have done and Breaking Bad, you know, it, it, it almost, over it went overboard in finishing things off you know what i mean it almost went too far in saying like this is done so much so that then they had to come back and say like well maybe walter's not really dead you know and and, and then we had to have our jesse pinkman movie and then we had you know what i mean so it was so interesting that it, that in a way it seemed like there was some finality there and then they decided to erase all of that and just kind of do other things but so so i, I what i'm trying to say here is is i think for right here for right now it's okay that opinion might be divided and i and i would just encourage people 
to, to, to remember that like, we've got another season coming and much in the same way that there have been moments along the way that people have wanted answers and wanted answers right now. Well, now you got them, you know, and maybe they're not the answers you wanted. Maybe they're not the answers you expected, but we did get the answers, you know? Yeah. And so now, and now it's all about saying like, well, what's next? Because I think that that's what the ending, this ending does so well is it puts a big question mark as to what's next. And I, and again, I, I like that. And so, and so I just think that like, it's okay if, if people are, are, are unsure, it's okay. If there are people that, that are, you know, that it didn't work for them and, and it's okay for the people that it did work for. Right. Like I, I, both things can be true. And I think the wonderful thing is, is that when season two hits, it's going to give us even more context to examine the finale. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I'm now thinking that all of the the finale episodes that I always like, and I have mentioned today, are sitcom finales. Those are the ones I seem to remember more than the dramatic finales. I don't know what that says about me or about it. maybe it's just harder. Except for Quantum Leap, I I'm the few person people who love the finale, and I have yeah. my whole life. Same here. I I respect if you don't. I mean, not you. I know <laughs> people out there who don't, because I know we've talked about this. Um, but um, that being said, um, I forgot what I was going to say. I do this a lot when I'm on your show, and it's mostly because I'm exhausted. These are <laughs> we um, we I'll are remember in a second, people, I'm sure. Lauren Milberger. I know we are, you are. We are exhausting. No, you're not people. exhausting. <laughs> You are not exhausting people. I love you both. This is <laughs> no, 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 no. I, no, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm being self-deprecating. And talk yeah, no, about no, no. quantum leap. Mm-hmm. Can I? Can I just? I, um, yeah, but, uh, get, get, while, while you're thinking about what you were going to say, I was going to make this as a snarky <laughs> comment, and I made and I made this comment to, to Sam. Snark away. And I and I, the other day, uh, but 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 I mean this genuinely. Maybe the real reason that Ben left was the friends we met along the way. I mean, yeah. And and Lauren, we did we did not know you before the iteration of yeah. the series. We found you on Twitter. And, and I'm And then I I'm found really all kinds of other you, people really through, you, you. through you all. Yeah. Same here. So, yeah. No, it's great. So, I mean yeah. fandom brings people together in many different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will say not, not to make it like, but not, not not to make it weird or awkward, but like like I che- like I saw you uh, like you posted a couple like quantumly related things like oh like I'm going to follow this person they're not going to follow us back like they're way too cool they have a Murphy Brown podcast they're not going to follow us back and then when you followed us oh. back I was like oh they like us oh too. You- thank you oh, I'm special mm. wow yes mm. I do if anyone would like to listen to my Murphy Brown podcast. I co-host a podcast on Murphy Brown, which of course starred at some point Scott Bakula. We are not at that season. We are only <laughs> at the end of season two, uh, and we are about to do season three. We also covered the revival. We have had all of the actors on the show, but Candace Bergen yet. We have had all the writers on the show. We've had guest stars. We've had Richard Schiff from the West Wing, Joanna Gleason, mm. a lot of guest stars who have been on the show. It is one of the joys of my life. Um, and I hope that you will join me and my co-host, Jesse, people who are listening. It's a lot of fun. It's called FYI, the Murphy Brown podcast. Plug Fantastic. done. <laughs> we should um, loop that and make sure that happens at the beginning, Sam. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and no, I, you know, I want to, I want to echo, I want to echo what Dennis said though. I mean, I think that one of the things that's been so incredible around this show is the fact that, um, 
especially I've seen it so much over these past few weeks. There were some incredible conversations even happening early on, right? There were some incredible people that we've met along the way. There are incredible supporters that we've had for, you know, five years now, which is, which is mind boggling to me. But, um, you know, obviously like, you know, meeting you, Lauren, and, 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 and having the conversations that we've had both on social media, just between, you know, just between the three of us and not recorded, but also in front of the mic has been incredibly gratifying. And mm-hmm. over these past few weeks, I feel like I have seen so many more people talking about the show mm-hmm. and talking about the show in a very positive manner, the enthusiasm surrounding the show, the WonderCon appearance by the cast and Dean and Deborah, the, you know, the fact that I think where the show is leaving things now for the finale with the fandom that it's created, it is not too far of a stretch for me to see Deborah Pratt's wish coming true, that we see this franchise continue in new and Agreed, exciting yeah. ways. And, 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 and I would, and, and I'm going to be completely honest. I would not have said that three or four months ago, even after yeah. the show had come back, like three or four months ago, I was just sort well, of like, been... I was just happy, you know, that the show is back on the air and it's doing well. But now I can see this, the, 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 the love and enthusiasm around the show and around this cast and around this crew is so cool to see. And I'm so proud to be a part of this fandom and I cannot, and mm-hmm. I just, I'm really looking forward to what's next. Yeah. I would say like the press recently, like, I don't know if it's just been a PR push on their end, but, or maybe just, uh, outlets are being more receptive. But I remember even a couple months ago being, why isn't the Mary Sue writing about Quantum Leap? It feels like perfect for them. And now there, I've seen at least three articles, right? And that could also just be, there's a different PR prep push. I don't know. But the fact that I, I definitely feel like I'm seeing a lot more press about it, I think is also in, in indicative or an example of like how it's starting to really catch on. And, and a lot of shows don't really catch on until their second season. People catch it late. You know, they don't realize it's happening. You know, there's still people who have been, oh, they, sh- they should really revive Quantum Leap. And people go, yes, so they have. Yeah, it's been back on. It's, it's been, been back, back for a while. Well, it's a benefit too of Peacock, right? Like people have the opportunity now to go and binge this show if that's how they choose to view a show. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's so many great, I think, pathways to come to the show and, and come to the show into season two. And, uh, and, and, and if you're listening to this, you know, months from now, you know, on the eve of season two premiering and you've just finished it for the first time, first of all, welcome. Uh, and second of all, like, you know, it, that is so cool. And, and, and I hope it continues to be the case. And I hope that this is certainly an opportunity for, for the show to, you know, to have this incredibly long, uh, and healthy existence and, 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 and be supported not only by this network broadcast, but by the streaming side of things as well. And by this fandom that, uh, that has been just so incredible and, 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 and just wonderfully supportive, um, and engaging. And that's true, of course, of, of the people working on the show, the collaborative spirit that is behind the scenes seems to be really just coming over onto the fandom side of things. And, yeah, and it has brought absolutely. us together. You know, the show, the show is Ben, right. And we are all being brought together mm-hmm. by it and it's lovely. And, and, and I'm grateful for that. And I think season one has been a success in so many ways, you know, beyond the story that's told beyond the performances that we've seen beyond these character arcs and the character growth that we've seen, but just a success in so much as it has stimulated conversation. It has stimulated people to enjoy one another and, and, and done it in a way that feels very honest and genuine, um, and, and, and kind, you know, I think that there's a kindness to the conversations surrounding the show, um, for the most part. And, you know, uh, that's not to say that there's not a stray Reddit thread or Facebook post here or there, but Hey, that's okay. We're going to get there. So anyway, uh, all of that being said, Lauren, thank you so, so much for joining thank us. Thank you for mm-hmm. having me. Absolutely. A, a joy as always. Anytime. Uh, Dennis, how about that, man? What, what were we like three hours? <laughs> 
three hours. I was. I thought you were going to go a little more sentimental. We got to the end of our first season. Back at uh, back with the new show. Yeah. Can you believe it? Yeah. Congratulations to you both. Honestly. Oh, thank you. What an. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dennis. Thank you, Sam. Should we leave out of here? Absolutely. Let's do it. In the meantime, everyone, thank you all so much. Take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. Stay safe out there. And remember, unlike Ben Song, unlike Sam Beckett, always, always unlike Mar- responsibly. Yeah. <laughs> unlike, <we> Martinez. <laughs> yeah. unlike Martinez. Yeah. Unlike Martinez. Close, but time divides what we might share.